Hi, I'm Elizabeth Benoist, and you're listening to Supergirl Radio. Supergirl Radio, your source for all things related to the CW Supergirl TV series and the character of Kara Zor-El. My name is Rebecca Johnson. I'm Morgan Glennon. And for this episode of the podcast, we are live and wired to discuss the first day of DC fandom. Uh, because we should say the first day, because a few days before the event, they decided to change it from a 24-hour event <laughs> to a two-day event with the second day happening on September 12th. Surprise! Uh, surprise last-minute change to something they had been promoting for a while. Uh, so that I was went so hard when I saw that. I was like, all right. <laughs> yeah, we just kind of rolled with it, but it isn't great. Um, uh, some people may uh, speculate that it had to do with the the DC Comics layoffs that had happened, like, I think that week or the week before. It was not great timing. Uh, so they may have had to switch up some of the lineup. I'm not sure. That's just speculation. Uh, but it was weird timing. So we're going to talk about that first day of DC fandom. And we're also going to be talking about the experience of what being inside DC fandom was like. So feel free to share your experiences in the comment section if you would like. So uh, Morgan, I think we should start uh, because I know you were on vacation last week. You were, I was, yeah. You're, you were chilling, living it up. I was very jealous the whole time. I was looking at your Instagram. Uh, <laughs> so, so did you actually get to go inside DC fandom as it was going, or did you catch everything uh, post <laughs> post the dome? Yeah, I didn't get to go into the dome. I just <laughs> I, I forgot honestly what day it was. And then I was like, look at the later on, I was like looking at scrolling my phone and I was like, hmm, a lot of DC fandom. Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> I was busy like hiking and becoming one with nature and the Berkshires, mm. and I just didn't. <laughs> I was just like, you know what? That's a that's a future Morgan issue. She's she'll catch up. <laughs> Well, and so then today I spent like a lot of time watching trailers. It was like trailer after trailer after trailer. <laughs> <laughs> so many things are coming. There were a lot of things coming. So uh, I think your time uh, spent in nature was probably uh, well spent. So I, I think that's perfectly fine. Um, so we'll try to catch up on everything that you uh, you may have missed or maybe you caught uh, just after the fact. So we'll, we'll talk about some of those things and let us know in the comments if we missed anything, because there's so much to cover. So we'll try to kind of hit the high points. Okay. So I was in DC fandom. I got, I kind of got a late start into it because I was, I'm trying to get a bike. Uh, my brother uh, graciously bought me a bike for my birthday that just uh, happened. Oh, and nice. so we're trying to like get it you know, assembled and all that kind of stuff. And we went down to the bike shop that morning and then it was, it was a whole to do. So I got home a little bit after DC fandom started. So I didn't get right on uh, the money. So I kind of hopped in around 1230. 
So is it like like a bike bike or like a stationary bike? No, like a bike bike. Oh, and nice. uh, if you're interested, I'm trying to pattern it off Pee Wee's uh, big adventure bike. Uh, no. <laughs> That's awesome. My, my whole aesthetic with the bike, I told my brother, I was like, I want Pee Wee's big adventure. This is this is what I want. So I'm getting like a red bike. I was hoping to get white tires with the red fenders. Um, but I I may have to play with it a little bit. It may end up being like an Alabama Crimson Tide bike is what it might end up being. Um, but that's that's what I'm shooting for. Is that's what I think of when I think of bikes. So I feel like you're going bike classic. Yes. Yes. That That's that's the dream. Just no streamers. I think yeah. the streamers are a little over the top. The top uh, that's a little too much. Um, so I got a late start, but so DC fandom for uh, Morgan. I was about to say, could you explain to me? So I remember when they first announced the DC fandom and I like I read the email all about it and I thought, I have no idea what this is still. Um, I'm still confused. So explain it to me as if I had just read that email and still don't understand. <laughs> what, what, what does Michael Scott say? Like, explain it to me like I'm five. Yeah, um, exactly. <laughs> okay. So I was a little confused too. I didn't know what to expect uh, when I got into it as well. So if you go to dcfandom.com, you click in there, you, ha- you had to like, um, I, think, I think I created an account and uh, then you log in and it's basically a live stream is what it is. So oh, there's, okay. there's a, That's there's a, a lot less confusing than I thought it was. Well, we'll get to the confusing bits oh, in no. a second. Cause past <laughs> Rebecca has some thoughts about the confusing parts of it. Um, but you go in, there's like a live stream in, uh, the middle of the screen. Uh, they, the main page is called the hall of heroes. Uh, so that's, if you hear somebody talking about the hall of heroes with DC fandom, it's just basically the, the main page on the website. And, uh, you'll see on some of these clips, uh, that I brought with me to, uh, this live stream, mm-hmm. um, you'll see that they, uh, had live tweets that they were featuring on the right side. So, uh, you had, uh, live tweets going on. You had a link to the store, which they had exclusive merchandise there, which I'm on a shirt. So, uh, oh. I'll, I'll, it's not fancy. It says like DC fandom. It's got like justice league emblems on it. It's uh, a, <laughs> it's not, you know, it's not over the top. Uh, but she was the merch. I mean, you can was, almost approximate the feeling of being at a convention. Did you have to wait in a line? And how long was that line? No lines. <laughs> it was free. Uh, oh, okay. But, well, both but, of those are unlike my Comic Con experiences. <laughs> I, I didn't come home with a, a sickness, which is good. Uh, also, uh, it uh, like Dragon Con, I was confused about the schedule, so uh, <laughs> so it was all very familiar to you. It was, it was very convention like. Wow, it feels like home. <laughs> yeah, I will say, out of all the the online conventions conventions uh, that have been popping up here lately, um, this one I think really sort of felt like a convention. Um, so we'll, we'll kind of get into that, but basically, um, that's what it was. So, uh, I'll show you a little bit of, uh, let's see, let me share my screen real quick. Um, so I can share a little bit of what the, uh, schedule sort of looked like when you went in there. So a couple of days before they promoted, Hey, share the, uh, uh, create a schedule, create a schedule. So, um, so I did, I did what they told me to. And so when you created the schedule, it had um, all of these options in here. And it also had, uh, this is kind of how you, uh, on the right side, where you would add uh, things to your schedule. So they had a lot of content. It was panels. Um, mostly there were some things uh, like the Ask Harley Quinn. That was a uh, pre-recorded, pre-animated uh, Q&A session with Harley Quinn. And actually, I don't watch the TV show, but it was delightful. It yeah, was- I, I watched, I watched like, um, 
I don't know if that was like a longer clip, but I watched like the five minute clip that's up on YouTube. Yeah, was that was hilarious. basically it. It was yeah. hilarious. It was really, really well done. I didn't know what to expect, but I watched it just for the heck of it. And uh, it was it was very, uh, very good. Um, so I tried to watch as much as I could. Um, and if you didn't get it so that it did, it did have time. So it was a timed event. But if you did miss anything, I'll go kind of forward into this uh, video file here. Um, it did have encores. So it would oh. it would repeat. So uh, if you missed everything in the beginning, it would it would, would keep replaying everything over and over again as an encore. So oh. you could you could catch it later if you wanted to, which I found very helpful um, yeah, because there were <laughs> there. So you can see kind of down there. Um, I didn't capture it very well. Oh, but it says Wonder Woman 1984 panel encore. Um, so that's kind of what the uh, schedule inside DC fandom looked like. And that's kind of the content that they were offering. Um, so it was actually on time. Uh, we've complained about some other conventions, Hong Kong, um, <laughs> <laughs> that were uh, not when they said they were going to start. Uh, so I appreciated that uh, fan DC fandom uh, did seem to keep to the schedule. I think the longer it went on, like, going into Sunday, it was behind a little bit. I don't know how that happened, but, um, <laughs> but I think some, I, I don't, I don't know. I'm very fascinated just, uh, to be upfront. I'm very fascinated by how they did this. This, I wish I could see a behind the scenes of how DC fandom, uh, was created and put together. They, they released some, uh, behind the scenes stuff of Jim Lee, like designing the hall of heroes and all of that. But I want to know, you know, did they create just one big video file and just hit play uh, were they controlling things in a control room while it was going on? I want to know more about that. Uh, so if if uh, DC wants to put something out about that, I would be interested in it. I don't know that anybody else would, but I would. <laughs> it seemed like a big undertaking from like the initial, you know, emails that I got. And then like, as it was more as it was rolling out, I was like, how are they doing this? It, it seemed a lot more elaborate than some of the other virtual cons that I've seen where it's just basically like sign on and there's a zoom happening. Uh, <laughs> this one seemed like it was like go into the hall of heroes. And I was like, okay. <laughs> yeah. I think initially, you know, they had planned it out as just a 24 hour experience so that it had different areas. So you had the, I forget all the names, but there was a fun verse and insider verse uh, watch first, I think was another one. Um, so they only did one section of that. <laughs> so the first day was just the one part of the world. Uh, so everything else, which I was a little disappointed by because I didn't know that, uh, all the, all the interactive things were going to be pushed to September 12th. I was very <laughs> excited about all that karaoke and, uh, how to draw superheroes and, all, I mean, I was excited about all the kids stuff. Let's be honest, because because that because that was like interactive, like I could participate in something. And I was very excited about that because with the panels and stuff like you're just watching it like you can't. Yeah, I feel like I feel like for some of these virtual ones where I've like I've sat through them, even with some of the panels that I was really excited about that I was like, yeah, I found myself like like the panels on the TV. And I was just like kind of like, mm hmm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> oh, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. like it's just like it kind of loses your attention after a little while like it's not the same experience as like being in a panel room or something and having that energy of the crowd and like somebody says like the you know the the ship everybody's into and they're all like Woo! like you don't, <laughs> you don't have that i mean it's embarrassing when you're there but it does actually keep the energy <laughs> up 
it's like, no. I was like, why would anybody ask that? The one dreamy guy comes out and everybody's like, well, and you're like, stop, don't say that. But like, then you're at home and you're like, I want that 13-year-old screaming, I love you. <laughs> it's not the same. It's it's not. Um, I would agree that the panels sometimes, especially like Wizard World did a pretty good job for some of those panels. But there were some times where I was like, okay, move it along. Let's keep <laughs> it going. Um, but I think what DC Fandom did really well with the panels is that they did edit them. So it wasn't just like you're kind of waiting for answers. They would they would edit. So it was um, very precise so that it uh, had a uh, good pacing to it. So you were never bored by it. That's so, nice. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I appreciated that a lot um, because that can be a downside um, to. Uh, and actually, on, just a second, I want to change my microphone here because apparently it defaulted to my Mac microphone. So I'm sorry about that. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so you should be able to hear me a little better now. Uh, but the way that they did the panels was uh, a lot better. I think the editing helped it in terms of just watching it as a viewer. So I think that had it going for it. As uh, So I can just show you... Um, a little bit of one of the panels. Uh, I didn't uh, record a lot of the panels, but I did um, think that one of the things they did pretty well was that they um, invited people to uh, kind of bridge the gap between the old and, and the new. And I hate to say old with Linda Carter. She's still uh, looking great uh, at her age. So I hope that nobody thinks that I'm uh, disparaging her for her age. I mean, the former Wonder Woman with the current Wonder Woman. Um, so I thought that that was really cool that they... Um, they celebrated all the different versions of all these different characters. So I've, I personally appreciated that because it was um, inviting, you know, if you liked a certain character, but you didn't like another character, it didn't matter because they were all represented. So I really appreciated that. And this is that, um, this was like a wonder woman uh, 80th anniversary. It was a panel, but it was like a five minute edited piece. <laughs> it wasn't very long, um, but I did, I did like that. They, that they, um, took a minute to say, Hey, Wonder Woman's turning 80, um, this year. And that's a big deal. And so I, I really, Wonder Woman is looking great for her age. She's looking Girl. so, she's looking <laughs> so good. Those, those Amazons, they are, uh, they are, uh, crushing it. Um, so they, they did little things like that, which I thought, um, helped, uh, in create an inviting atmosphere for fans, but it also kept, kept things moving. They did a really good job of in between panels, they would have like little interstitials. So you might, uh, have the little Harley Quinn thing that wasn't very long or the Wonder Woman 80 uh, panel or uh, my favorite, the little claymation animated shorts that they used to show on Cartoon Network that are adorable. Um, so uh, so those things really kind of helped, helped, helped you stay engaged. I never felt bored by anything. Um, and I was always um, looking for something. So I, I thought that that was all very good. Um, they had hosts from all over the world. Um, that were green screened in. They showed a little bit about the behind the scenes of that, where they would show somebody in front of their uh, green screen recording their bits. And I thought that was really smart because then they could move them around inside the Hall of Heroes. They could shrink them down to be little. They could uh, make them bigger in the screen, sort of fit the composition. They could put them next to a monitor. They could do whatever they wanted to with them. Uh, some of the green screens looked a little bit better than others, but, <laughs> but um, all the hosts did a really really good job. Um, and so I thought, uh, for the most part, I, I think uh, DC Fandom uh, was handled pretty well. So that was kind of the experience. You you logged in, you uh, watched a live stream, you could live tweet and be featured, and you could buy some uh, merchandise if you wanted to. 
So, so how, um, how did you buy the merchandise? Like, was there like a, like a exhibitors hall kind of thing? So there was a shop uh, that you went in and I did have video of that and I scrapped it because I was like, I'm not going to buy a <laughs> shirt that has Damien Wayne on it. Um, but there, <laughs> no, no one wants that. <laughs> he's Talia Al Ghul's son. Nobody wants that. Uh, he's, he's got Batman in him, but he, the Talia, like that negates everything. Um, he's always so mad. I'm just like, Damien, cheer up, dude. Damien, you need to you need to get a sense of humor. Um, so there was a shop. You just clicked. It had a, a link, uh, and you'll see it in in some of my clips. There's a really big link, uh, like a button to the store, and it it took you into a, a just like a website, like a web store, mm-hmm. and then you could go into uh, the exclusives, or you could <laughs> go to the DC merch on in Hot Topic or <laughs> Amazon Ooh. or. Uh, they had some uh, focused uh, merchandise. So they had like statues and T-shirts that had comic book covers or they had uh, a section just about black superheroes. Like they had um, uh, various sections in the store. Oh, cool. So uh, they even and um, I guess I could show this now. Um, they even had a link to uh, a virtual fandom run. So I'll play this real quick. Oh, DC superhero runs. I'm interested in this. What is this? I've done a Batman run. I did a, a Wonder Woman virtual run. Got a pretty cool, like, uh, Wonder Woman medal. I'm running a DC fandom virtual run because I am a super fan. Walk, run, or fly. Sign up for the Yeah, flying seems like cheating, to be honest. Okay, I'm going to click on this register thing. What does this do? Okay, so I guess it's just a fandom virtual run. Um, cool. Well, I will come back and I will register for that. And I did. I did register nice. for that. So <laughs> I was so I was on the I was on the edge of my seat and I was like, did she register? <laughs> <laughs> so I do owe DC fandom a five k. So, so how, uh, how does the the virtual five k work? Or is it just like the honor system? It is an honor system. Uh, you go and run uh, during a specific time frame at your own pace, at your own leisure. And then you can enter your time on the website, I guess, if you want like your record to be shown. I don't. Mm-hmm. I'm slow. Uh, but they'll send you <laughs> they'll send you like the shirt and the medal and stuff in the mail. So, oh, nice. I was about <laughs> to be like, yeah, I wouldn't want to enter my time because they'd be like, really? Did did she even attempt to run? Like that's did that's she, what they would did ask. Did she me. take a break in the middle? <laughs> <laughs> did she go to lunch? What, what was happening? Uh, so yeah, so they did have options like that where they had because uh, I didn't know about the virtual run until I got into the store and I was like, what is this? Um, because I've been doing a lot of virtual runs here lately. I owed a Grover a virtual run. I owed uh, uh, Oscar the the Grouch. I was gonna say Grover, <laughs> like the Sesame Street. The, the, I did some Sesame Street runs. Uh, so and I owed Wonder I owed Wonder Woman a run. So uh, now I owe Wonder uh, Woman is in is in good company. So is DC with 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 my boy Grover and Oscar. Oh man, my Oscar shirt is one of my favorites. I can't wear it though because I'm in front of a green screen and there's Oscar <laughs> on it. So he he would disappear. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so I, I highly recommend the virtual runs. And I don't know if that option to do the fandom virtual run 
is available outside of the dome. I don't know if that was just exclusive while you were inside the Hall of Heroes, um, but that was included in the store. So uh, I guess, uh, let's see, let's see if anybody in the chat has any uh, experiences they want to share with us. Uh, okay, so Mark says the panels and trailers are fantastic. And Caroline, uh, is it Dries? Dries? I never know. I never know. Well, somebody let us know in the uh, comment section how you pronounce her last name. We should ask the Batwoman podcast. They may know. Oh, uh, yeah. the, she spoke for one minute and proved that she has no idea what she created. Well, that is... Oh. Brutal. <laughs> <laughs> Mark's bringing the heat. <laughs> um, yeah, there was some Batwoman stuff in there. Um, oh, I guess. Was there really? Uh, let's see. Uh, there, I, I was going to talk about this in the Supergirl section because it was sort of about Supergirl, but not really. <laughs> I, saw, um, I saw the um, the the new Batwoman actress in that. Um, what panel was that? The like the crossover panel, or the so like, she Earth? she was she was featured in like a little fan Q and A, like a like a fan submitted a question. And it was one of those, I think it was one of those interstitials between panels. So I think she was around the Multiverse 101 panel is That's where right. I think I saw it. Um, yeah, she, uh, the new Batwoman, Javicia Leslie, uh, answered a fan question about Ryan Wilder. Ryan Wilder, guys, they are Ryan, committed to that name. Wild. She Her is wild. Before. <laughs> <laughs> Did you think Kate Kane was wild? Guess what? Guess who's wilder? <laughs> I can't believe they're really going with this name. <laughs> I was I was really hoping that was um, just a name they were using for like uh, auditions or something. But nope, nope. It's Ryan Wilder. It's the real name. Uh, so the fan question about, was about Ryan Wilder's relationship with Supergirl. And uh, Javicia said that she looks forward to playing the perspective of a street kid who saw these superheroes growing up and to fill the shoes of a superhero. Uh, no, the shoes of this street kid among the superheroes who have already been doing this for a while. Uh, Javicia uh, thinks that Ryan Wilder will be have a little bit of a culture shock around other superheroes. So she's at least um, I was in, I was impressed with her from that clip. She seemed to uh, care about the character and um, she seemed to be thinking about Ryan Wilder's motivation uh, about being wild as a street kid. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm a. I'm excited for her. She seems great. She seems like a like a good like actress. Uh, the the Ryan Wilder aspect of it, I still I still don't really understand how you replace Batwoman on Batwoman. But like since they they did the casting, I felt a little bit like okay, we'll see how it goes. <laughs> no, I mean the, the actress worse. <laughs> yeah, I mean the actress is likable enough. I just don't yeah. know that. I care about the character yet, but I guess that's her job to make us care about that character. So, um, it, so it, it made me wonder if, um, you know, if they featured that question about the Batwoman Supergirl relationship, if that means that we'll see Kara interacting with, uh, with Ryan, uh, at some point in the future, depending on production schedules, I guess. <laughs> I I imagine that they probably will at some point, but then that also makes me think, well, they got to address the Kate Kane going missing thing with Kara because Kara and Kate have become like good friends. So yeah, they're going to have to address that somehow. What if, what if Kate Kane going missing is just like their Jeremiah in the woods? And they just, like, <laughs> <laughs> like Kara meets her for the first time and she was like, Hmm. I feel like there was another Batwoman. She's like, shh, we don't speak of it now. <laughs> <laughs> 
that makes me wish that they had not killed Jeremiah because maybe we could have had this whole like headcanon where Kate Kane and Jeremiah are in the woods together. <laughs> like, like Kate Kane is like going through a bush and she just like spreads it apart and there's Jeremiah like, what up? He's like eating berries. <laughs> <laughs> she closes the bush back again. <laughs> they, they really wrote themselves into a hole that they can't do that. Um, they sure did. I'm very upset about that. Uh, let's see. Rachel says they moved the panel that she was most excited about to September 12th, too. Yeah. A lot of the um, the the interactive things and a lot of the TV stuff is happening on September 12th. A lot of August 22nd's uh, fandom was mo- mostly movies. There was a little bit of TV. I think there was a Flash TV panel. And then uh, there was also a Titans panel, which made me very excited because I don't want to spoil anybody. That's for the Titans podcast to talk to you about. But um the things that they dropped, uh, one of those items for the the third season, I think could be relevant to Supergirl fans. Um, so uh, look into that if you're Rebecca, interested. Rebecca, is it Director Bones? I wish. Because I if they get Director Bones before we do, <laughs> that's it. <laughs> uh, I mean, we're going to we're going to have to really raise some heck. Uh, I think if he shows up, he might appear on Batwoman. He's had a lot of interactions mm. with Batwoman in the past. Uh, so if Ryan Wilder goes up against director oh bones, my God, <laughs> Batwoman is, is, if that's the case, Batwoman is truly blessed. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what they did to deserve such great villains. Uh, Ryan Wilder will, will automatically be uh, a, a better character for having faced director bones. If that it's is very the case. True. So, so we'll, we'll see how that goes, but no, no Titans is getting a, a Batman character, I'll just say this, a Batman family character who has a connection to Supergirl. So that's all I'm going to say. Mm. I don't want to. And it was a character I thought we would never get on TV because it seemed like she was never. Well, I said she. Oh. Uh, she uh, was not. It's. It always seemed like she was never allowed to be on television for some reason. Is that because and- it's Nasty Luther? <laughs> if they put Nasty Luther and Director Bones on other TV shows. Yeah, I'm gonna be so mad. I'd be so mad. I'd be like, "Are we've only ever been pitching for our show, not everybody's <laughs> show. This is not a group project. <laughs> <laughs> These are not free ideas for the whole group." Um, yeah, so that uh, that would be something. It really would. Uh, let's see. If there's any other things? Um, okay, so Mark says the nice thing about the schedule change was that uh, you could just plant yourself on one feed and not have to worry about switching rooms. I would agree with that, Mark, um, because I felt going into DC Fandom on Saturday that I was maybe going to get a little overwhelmed. I was prepared to like plant myself in front of my laptop the whole day and take minimal breaks, but <laughs> it was nice that I just had those panels, really, and that was kind of it, and it was actually, for me... It was personally good because uh, after the Snyder Cut trailer was released, that was it. I was done for the day. Like, I was done. I was, <laughs> Did you have to, like, go lie down on, like, a fainting couch and just be, like, breathe? <laughs> I, several people tweeted me, by the way, and they were like, have you done a wellness check on Rebecca? Are you okay? <laughs> I was like, I assume she's fine. <laughs> that is so funny. Um, I, I, I was okay. Uh, but I, I like recorded a reaction to it. I'm, I'm not, I don't want to become one of those YouTubers. Not that that's bad. It's just not what I want to do, but I became one of those YouTubers on Saturday. And so I had, I like edited things. So like by the time it was, I was finished, it was like, I don't know. What time was that? Like seven, eight o'clock. Like I was just like 
I'm exhausted. This has been an exhausting day. <laughs> so I just, I picked back up Sunday morning with what I missed. So, um, so that I, I was actually glad for that because when the Snyder Cut stuff happened, it was just, my focus was on that and I couldn't redirect anywhere else. Uh, so I, that actually benefited me to split it up into two days. And now I can go in the second day, I can do all my drama superheroes and all my kids stuff that I was really excited about. So <laughs> nice. I can't wait to learn how to draw a superhero. <laughs> I was interested in the karaoke. Of course, we say karaoke because um, because of our gamers. Yeah. But uh, I was like, what is this karaoke thing in DC fandom? I don't I don't understand what that was, but it seemed like a lot of fun. So all the, I think all the fun stuff, the interactive things are going to be happening on September 12th. Well, that's exciting because that means I didn't miss them. No, 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 no. You're you're good on that. Uh, you'll you'll get uh, all your uh, drawing lessons and your karaoke uh, all of, all on September twelfth. Let's see, uh, Claudia's. I was oh, going to say, what superhero themed song would you sing for karaoke? Now, I think for me, it would have to be um, "Somebody Save Me." <laughs> <laughs> Remy Zero. Remy Zero. Hmm. Uh, that's that's tough. I like uh, Jimmy Olsen's Blues by uh, Spin Doctors. <laughs> that's, prob that's probably what I would what I would pick. Uh, let us all choice. Let us know in the comments if uh, if you have a superhero song that you uh, would sing at karaoke. Uh, Claudia says the Hall of Heroes was founded on the big three: Wonder Woman, Batman, and Superman. I noticed that Wonder Woman and Batman were heavily covered, but I felt the Superman side had less coverage. Um, I, I noticed because they this. I mean, there's not a, like another Superman movie coming out anytime soon, right? Shut your <laughs> mouth. There is one coming out in 2021. <laughs> really? <laughs> I Snyder Cut. Totally, oh, this, well, I mean, <laughs> like not a like a like a standalone. It's just his jam. That, just, that's like, true. No, no background players. He's got the whole band with him in the Snyder <laughs> Cut, right? Uh, well, there is a, a Superman Man of Tomorrow animated feature. Uh, oh, cool. I don't know if that just came out or if it's coming out. Um, I noticed that the Superman homepage had mentioned a uh, lack of Superman, but I don't know. I think I was okay with the 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 stuff with um, there was Man of Tomorrow stuff. There was uh, uh, some Superman stuff in that Suicide Squad video game. Uh, he's he's evil in that one, but I think all of the Justice Ooh. League is evil in that one because uh, you gotta you gotta give the Suicide Squad somebody to fight. Um, those trailers made me like want to play those video games, and then I like never remember what platform is it's available for. And I was like, is it for Nintendo Switch? <laughs> yeah, right. I, I was watching those trailers. Well, and I was like, These are cool. I wish I could I could play this. I'm just going to um, need to like look up Twitch streamers and just watch them play the game. <laughs> but that's no tell fun. Me, tell me a story, game. <laughs> <laughs> but I want to, can you play as King Shark? I would want to do that. I would be me into too. that. Me um, too. Yeah, so Rachel also says the panel she was looking forward to the most was the animated uh, Legion of Superheroes panel. Yeah, I really love the animated Legion of Superheroes show. And so uh, I think that got moved as well. Uh, so um, let's see if there's any other things that... Uh, oh, I saw something from Donna. A lot of the TV uh, TV behind-the-scenes stuff moved to September 12th. Yeah, so a lot, of, a lot of Supergirl content got moved to September 12th, which... We did know when we scheduled this live stream, if that had been the case, may, I mean, maybe we still cover DC fandom, but, uh, but I was kind <laughs> of, I was kind of hoping to cover Supergirl stuff. Uh, but yeah, a lot of that stuff got, uh, moved over. So, um, 
so that is kind of how that went. But I, I, I like the idea of having the two days um, because it does kind of give you uh, room to breathe. Um, so I guess I will, uh, let's see, I, I'll talk about my positives uh, first about DC Fandom because this is a brand new experience. This is something they've never done. I personally think they should do it every year because uh, they basically, DC and Warner Brothers and HBO Max dominated the news on Saturday and Sunday. Yeah, so that's really true. Well, I, I also thought it was really funny. I like watched some of the the tra- the trailers and stuff like that, and I watched that like Harley Quinn thing, and and uh, the, the the amount of HBO Max name dropping was just hilarious. It felt like um like everything that I watched was like either branded with HBO Max in the corner, or they were like only on HBO Max. <laughs> I was like, Okay, <laughs> Cal- calm down. Okay, <laughs> I think you need to subscribe to HBO. They're like, I think you should subscribe. I'm like, I am. <laughs> <laughs> you don't have to sell me on it. I'm already there. Believe me, that app crashes all the time. I know <laughs> HBO Max. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So uh, Harley Quinn did uh, talk a lot about. Uh, I, th- I think she mentioned something about how Batman thought he. Um, carried warner brothers or something and she was like no it's yeah. big bang theory and something, it's something like it's else rerun, it's reruns of friends in the big bang theory that's, which, that's made what me, it which made me laugh especially because i think the voice actress is uh penny from the big bang yeah, theory yeah she is yeah so that was that was pretty good yeah the harley quinn thing if you guys haven't watched it so it good. has a li- it has a little bit of language but uh that harley show is uh, rated uh tv mature i think yeah i think uh, so yeah so it is it is a mature show so just uh if you haven't watched it just know that Okay, so uh, a few positive takeaways. Um, I really liked that it was focused on the fans. Um, there were uh, there were highlights of cosplayers. You could see your your live tweeting inside the Hall of Heroes. Uh, they took fan questions uh, that they they asked for. Uh, I don't know a couple weeks prior. They they asked, "Hey, send us your questions," and a lot of those got turned into audio and video content for social media, which I thought was really smart. Um, it, they either got posted on social media or they were used as interstitials in between the panels. So you were you were constantly watching something. You were constantly engaged. Um, I personally thought it was really cool um, with the Snyder Cut panel because that uh, movement, hate it, love it or hate it, it was driven by fans asking for uh, the artistic vision that Zack Snyder had uh, put out there when he shot the film. And so it was driven by, it was a fan-driven moment uh, movement. And so I thought it was cool that during that panel, he actually, Zack Snyder, was asking fans questions about the Snyder Cut movement. So I thought that that was really cool and fan-driven. And um, there was also a a feature that I thought was really cool that I didn't know if I would like or not. But then when I read the description, I was like, I'm going to watch this. I'm going to check this out. It was the uh, Jim Lee portfolio review. So Jim Lee, if you don't know, famous comic book artist. He's also one of the big wigs at DC Comics. He um, actually did a feature where he uh, reviewed uh, fan art. So if you oh, were a, so cool, if you were a fan who drew art of DC characters, he would actually look over it and give his thoughts and feedback on it. So uh, past Rebecca has a clip about that. If you if you would like to watch it. I sure. Will. OK, this is really cool. I appreciate this because. Uh, I've heard stories of how fans of comic books would go to San Diego Comic-Con or some comic convention and they would show their portfolio uh, to comic book artists and creators and, and get their feedback on things. So I th- And that's how some comic book artists become comic book artists is that they uh, seek 
uh, the advice and mentorship of other artists. And so I think this is really cool that Jim Lee is doing a portfolio review. I think that's really, really cool. It's fan focused, but it's also encouraging and it does something for the people who submit their fan art. You've got the lettering in here. I feel like you started and then kind of stopped. You were in there, maybe you were going to go all the way to the top and then you're like, eh, (laughs) I've I've said my piece. I know what it would look like. Generally, you should use it as a real part of the composition, right? The, right. Even those lettering, right? And and what kind of shape it occupies in it. And it just kind of fits naturally uh, in the same kind of space. It, it, you know, kind of creates a squared composition. And I kind of wonder if, if you know, you have something like that. And then maybe the, <laughs> you know, all that, maybe it, it falls in like a big hot, you know, or something, right? Where right. all the lettering... Um, or increase the the, uh, the bat symbol or something like oh yeah yeah any yeah any or, yeah. or even like a, a shat or even his shadow right right like if he's uplit and then in the coloring of it uh the lettering would be darker and that's how you would see that shadow um right. just something to think about you know i think because if, if you're going to add the lettering you can you, i i feel like you know once you start you got to think it through and say okay what what am I doing with the lettering? What role does it play in the composition? Um, what kind of extra thing does it give? What, what does it unlock? And I think it unlocks a lot. It's almost like Jim Lee knows what he's talking about. It's almost like he's uh, <laughs> he's done some of that before. Uh, but I really enjoyed watching that little featurette because uh, Jim Lee, he took that guy's art and honestly he made it a lot better. And he gave him a lot of tips about lighting and coloring and uh i just uh, i look forward to seeing uh, what that fan does in the future because uh with advice like that i think he's going to do pretty well uh so i thought that that was really awesome that that was a cool idea um yeah, that's really cool to highlight to highlight fan art like that um there was an exclusive sweepstakes um i guess let me uh pull my little powerpoint back up here so they did have a uh, one of the uh, Supergirl aspects of DC fandom was that they did um, give away uh, a big, <laughs> they, they gave away a big prize pack, but they also had drawings for these little uh, Lego Supergirl minifigures. And this is definitely the season five Supergirl because <laughs> yeah, she's got pants, the pants, pants, <laughs> pants, pants. So she does have the pants and the bangs, which I really, I appreciate the bangs. That's a nice touch. <laughs> Great. So even though we didn't get any kind of Supergirl panel or anything like that, um, they did have an exclusive. Uh, Look at, we got a Lego with bangs, guys. <laughs> <laughs> what more could we ask for? So there was that. So they did uh, give things away to fans. Um and I'll talk a little bit more about uh, the process for that in a little bit. Actually, I won't be talking about that. Pastor Rebecca will be talking about that because <laughs> uh, she has lots, lots of thoughts. Um, let's see. Uh, there were some exciting trailer reveals uh, for the Snyder Cut for Wonder Woman uh, 1984, the Batman um, for, you know, big spoilers for Titans like we talked about, uh, the video games. So all of those things looked really great and they were very exciting. And so as a, as a fan, I watched that and I was like, man. This is awesome. So I really appreciated that they they basically gave us things. It wasn't just people sitting around talking about things they've done in the past. They presented us with new things uh, that was very exciting. Yeah, yeah. I watched all of the uh, all of the trailers, obviously, especially like the big ones, the Snyder Cut, the Wonder Woman and the Batman. And I was like, ooh, 
Ooh. Uh, I, I was uh, I was really interested for the Batman one, too, because it's like it's a new Batman. It's our Pats as Batman. And, <laughs> Battinson. And Bat- Battinson. And I, I love Robert Pattinson but because I used to watch his um, his interviews around the Twilight time mm. and just like the amount that he hated uh, that part and those books <laughs> <laughs> really, really like warmed my heart where they'd be like, Edward is such a romantic hero. And he'd be like, he's a creep. <laughs> I was like, Robert Pattinson, I like the, I like your straight shooting. Um, and then I read that weird, um, that weird interview he did recently, like in quarantine, where he was just like taking everything in his kitchen and like making a food out of it and like giving it to the interview, like showing it to the interviewer, like this is uh this is chicken noodle mac and cheese or something. And I was like, what are you doing? Is, is, are you okay? Maybe he shouldn't be all by himself in there. <laughs> There's just such an endearing quality for me with our Robert Pattinson. So I'm already on his side on this Batman thing. I was like, weird Batman sign me up (laughs) i don't know if he is shy or if like his awkwardness is like part of his thing but he so they had they had a panel for the batman which was basically uh aisha tyler talking to matt reeves about Mm -hmm. the the film but they had an introduction from uh battinson and he did not seem very interested in doing it (laughs) he was like he was like uh I, i can't really say anything and uh we got something for you that's yeah. it but i would but morgan i should say i'm me just doing that right now i was more excited about the batman than he was like no i believe you having seen his interviews and like read them i believe you 100 percent. in that same article i was referencing he was like they had me working out but like no one's around now so i'm just eating mac and cheese <laughs> he was like uh, he was like he was like why does batman have to be ripped and i was like i mean that's a good point robert Pattinson. <laughs> Just, he's so he's a he's a, a real joy uh but also a very good actor which is i think the funny the funny thing about him but uh but maybe he's, he's just acting in all of those interviews he, maybe, maybe this is all just an act it's persona he gets home and he's like he like puts on like a little jacket with like a monocle he's very proper <laughs> drinking tea <laughs> Yeah, so, we don't know his life. We don't, we don't know his life. Uh, yeah, so he did not seem very excited about the Batman, but it was it was uh, the trailer was very good. Um, I I was taken by the fact that apparently it's only twenty five percent done uh, with shooting, but it looks oh he's gonna have to cook off that mac and cheese. He now. is gonna have to get back to the gym. <laughs> I feel so bad for Pattinson. Um, no, like what I saw looked really good, and I thought it was interesting. It looks like the uh, the villain is gonna be Riddler. Which yep. I think is a nice break from always having it be Joker. Yeah, I feel like it's always Joker in in all of these things, and it's like he's great. We all love him for a reason, but like after you've seen like the twelfth version, you're just like, all right, <laughs> there's there's more to the Joker, and especially bat yeah. the Batman villains are all so insane and over the top. Like you've got such a such a stacked deck there. Just pick out another card. <laughs> Yeah, it sounds like it's going to be Riddler and then Penguin. Oswald Cobble, Cobblepot's going to be in there, and Selena Kyle. So a little Catwoman action. Oh, uh, yeah, they, they showed they they showed her in the trailer. She looks um very. It's supposed to be year two Batman, but it sort of looks mm. like the year one Batman. It's sort of the same look to it. Uh, so that that's pretty exciting. Yeah, I noticed her mask just looked like like a piece of like fabric she got off the floor and tied around her. Yeah, she hasn't uh quite uh gotten her look down yet. 
So, but she's, she's, like, she's like, I haven't refined it yet. This is what I'm thinking. <laughs> but she's into uh, thieving uh, and stealing things. So she's she's got that going for. Her. Uh, so she's she's almost there. She's getting she can, close. She can steal like a a, a more uh, more elaborate mask for herself at some point. That's true. That's that's how she gets uh, her Catwoman costume. She just uh, start. This is her process right now. She's just taking everything that she needs for the costume. <laughs> so uh, so yeah. So all of those trailers are pretty good. I was even uh, I wasn't really excited to be honest about the Suicide Squad movie. I, I find it strange that they released a movie back in what was it 2016 called. Suicide Squad. And now they're releasing a new movie called The Suicide Squad. It's different because of the uh. <laughs> I was like, really? You can't do anything better? Like, that's it? But the, to be fair, the trailer did look good. Uh, and it's going to be fun to see some of those lesser known characters on the screen. Oh, I think I missed the trailer for Suicide Squad. I don't think I saw that one. Yeah, you would know if you saw uh, Polka Dot Man and uh, Nathan Fillion and uh, Harley yeah. Quinn's new looks. So uh, I think you would enjoy that. Not a big James Gunn fan, uh, but I will admit that he uh, he does a pretty good job uh, with his his films. He he does a good job. I mean, he did a good job with all the like the Guardians of the Galaxy stuff. And I feel like Suicide Squad is similar in that it's just like a weird bunch of characters that like you wouldn't necessarily think works in like a movie. And then you're just like, okay, it's a raccoon who talks. So interesting to see what kind of like weird energy he brings to that. Yeah, at least it's a a, a similar concept. It's not like taking Joss Whedon and giving him the <laughs> Justice League. That uh, that was a tragic mistake that should never have happened. But uh, but I think the James Gunn thing might translate pretty well. The trailer does look good for that. Uh, so uh, so all the trailers looked pretty good. Uh, Shazam didn't really have anything. They they revealed a uh, title for the new Shazam movie called uh, I think Shazam Fury of the Gods. That panel was really cute though. It had the whole Shazam family in there, and uh, they were trying to provide some exclusive content when they really didn't have any. Uh, so that was <laughs> so that was very funny. Um, they also had the Wonder Woman cast play uh, a game that, that seems similar to Mafia called Were Werewolf of 84 or something like that. Um, that got a little awkward. Uh, <laughs> I, I didn't watch all of it, if I'm going to be honest, uh, but they seem to be having fun. Uh, it was not so much fun for, for me to watch. I think I'd rather be playing the game. Uh, but that that was interesting nonetheless. Uh, so all of the all of the content that they put out, I, th I thought was uh, pretty stellar. And they they did a bang up job, like I said, of inner inner uh, interconnecting all of the variations of the, the characters. They had a lot of uh, behind the scenes of Batman stuff. They had voices of the Batman, which I thought what, it was called something uh, different. But it was basically all the people who record the. Um, the international voices for Batman on film. So you would have oh, like cool. the French Batman uh, giving an interview or the, the person in uh, Spain or somewhere like the, you know, the different Batman. So that kind of stuff was really neat. So uh, I, I really appreciated that a lot. Um, so I don't want to undercut. Obviously you've already done a video on this, but what did you think of this Snyder cut trailer? <laughs> Uh, is it okay if I like geek out over? It? I know some of people course, don't like course, the um, <laughs> don't like uh, Snyder stuff. I, I happen to love it. I love that version of the DCEU. Um, 
I was surprised by the song choice. Uh, if it had been me, I would not have used Hallelujah because he had already used it in Watchmen. Uh, but it turns out didn't he, that didn't use it in Watchmen. I don't remember that. <laughs> oh, you would remember. You would remember it. It was uh, during a, if I can say this uh, in a kid-friendly fashion, um, a lovemaking scene between oh, um, Night Owl and uh, oh, Silk Spectre. Right? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Now I do remember it. <laughs> so, uh, so if it, if it had been me, I would not have used it because that's what a lot of people think of. Um, so, so that it, it's hard to get that out of your mind. <laughs> um, but it turns out from what I understand, what people have been saying is that, uh, that song played at his, so he left justice league, uh, initially because his daughter had committed suicide. And so there was a tragedy in their family and apparently his daughter really liked that song. And so that's, wow. uh, and it was played at her funeral. That's what I've heard. I don't know hundred percent if that is correct. Um, but he did say in one of the interviews I watched that uh, it had a special connection to their family. So if you hated the song choice, it wasn't for you. It wasn't for us. It was for it was for them. Um, but I thought it was uh, pretty awesome because I think it shows just how different <laughs> his cut is. Even though some of the, the the shots are from scenes that we saw in the just the Justice League version, um, it's a different uh, tone. It's a different look. It looks really good. Um, and I thought it was really funny that he included the uh, moment where Silas Stone is uh, eviscerated because it's like, yeah, it's a different movie because uh, he dies in this one. Uh, so, <laughs> so if you are uh, concerned that it might not be any different, it's different. There's there's a lot more cyborg stuff. There's a lot uh, more flash stuff. Um, I even thought it was cool because now that we see more of how his flash moved, because I know everybody was talking about how goofy the flash looked when he was running in in the Justice League version. Uh, but I think what he's doing is he's like throwing his lightning um, while he's running and he's like building things while. he. So now that we see more of that, it like makes more sense why he runs a little goofier in that version. But I'm really excited about it. There was a lot of Lois in the trailer, which I was very excited about. Um, and so I just, um, I can't believe it's happening. So, uh, I'm still trying to wrap my brain around that, um, or my mind, I should say, but I'm just very excited. I, I wish we had gotten to see a little bit more. All of those shots were things that he's already teased on Vero. So mm -hmm. it seemed like he was again, catering to the fans. Like if you had been paying attention to his Vero account, you would have recognized all those things. Um, so I thought it was a uh, treat that um, I'm still watching and enjoying and I can't wait until 2021. So those are my uh, simplified thoughts, I guess, because <laughs> I, mm -hmm. I could go into great detail. Uh, I think wanted. Rebecca's going to have opinions about this one. I think I, uh. <laughs> I have a lot of opinions. I enjoyed the gratuitous uh, shirtless uh, Jason Momoa shot. Of course, always um, we all do. I mean, it, God bless. <laughs> uh, uh, so, so there were things like that uh, that I really enjoyed. Um, just you know, seeing seeing emotion out of those characters that felt like was missing in that original version. Uh, Amy Adams was actually emoting in those scenes. She, it was like <laughs> a two second shot, and I was like, I feel things from her character. Uh, she looked very checked out in uh, that uh, that other version. So I'm glad to actually see her actually getting to do some acting. So uh, I could bore you to tears uh, <laughs> about my thoughts on the Snyder Cut. But how many uh, how many episodes? But like how many parts is it supposed to be? I know yeah. that you would probably know. <laughs> it's actually kind of like episodes. Uh, so yeah. it's, it's he has four hours. Oh wow! Uh, 
Yeah, so it's going to be uh, released as four parts, uh, one hour long each. And then he said they might do it so that you have an option to where you can watch the whole thing if you want to. And I think from what people have said, The Hateful Eight also did this. I think Quentin Tarantino did something like that on Netflix. Oh, really? um, so uh, I think it's pretty smart. They can probably get maybe two, three months of subscriptions out of that. Uh, if they play their cards right. So um, so I think that'll be uh, pretty cool. It, it'll be tough to like wait for it once they drop one. Uh, <laughs> oh, I, are they going to come? Are they going to like go weekly or something like that? I guess so. I don't. If they I, were if they were smart, they would space it out. Yeah. I mean, that does make sense. But but what if you just want to binge them all at once? <laughs> well, I, keep watching. You, you have to wait, I think, until it all gets released. And then I think they're going to release it one big Those thing. Those clever HBO Max executives. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> So it's uh it's it's gonna be interesting because I've heard the story of like his full vision. Um and I'm curious as to whether or not he actually completed that or not. Um I don't wanna say what some of those parts are if you haven't um been paying attention because I don't want to spoil anybody in case that actually does come to fruition with uh what he shot. So I have I've actually no idea how it ends. I have no idea if it ends on a cliffhanger. I don't know if it Ends with the Clark and Lois wedding. I don't know. Cross your fingers. Um, I, I don't. I don't know. I don't know how it's going to shake down. So I'm very curious. It's, uh, it's almost like a whole new movie for me. So uh, that is uh, that is kind of how I feel about that. Uh, let's see. Who? Oh yeah. So who doesn't exist in Justice League? So good <laughs> question. Uh, in the Snyder Cut, we get Iris West. We get Ryan Choi. We get Martian Manhunter. Uh, who else? Uh, I think somebody said Desaad was going to be in there. So there's going to be more, uh, apocalypse stuff. Uh, who else is missing? There's been rumors of Green Lantern stuff. Uh, Volko is going to be in there. Uh, we did not see him in that version. Um, so lots of characters, uh, that we, I'm very excited about the Martian Manhunter reveal. Uh, that's, that's going to be very cool. So, um, it's crazy. It's crazy to me. Oh, Darkseid also is going to be in it. That is kind of a big deal. Um, yeah. <laughs> so there's a lot of characters that they uh, that they didn't show in the other one, um, which seems crazy to me. Like, put Darkseid in the movie. You're going to make yeah. a bazillion dollars. <laughs> um, so that was bizarre. Uh, but yeah, so if you want to uh, see my full analysis of the trailer and uh, see me freak out over uh, Steppenwolf and Superman fighting, uh, which <laughs> I didn't realize until I went back through it and I was like, Oh, that's uh, that's totally new and different and so much better than the other one. Uh, you can go to uh, my uh, YouTube channel, Duck Milk Pride, and see uh, that 45-minute uh, long <laughs> <laughs> I love it. <laughs> so if you're interested in that, you can check that out. Um, and I'll link to it in the de description for here uh, and uh, for the podcast if you're interested in that. Um, okay, so um, like we have a question from Sam Wise who asked if we have any thoughts on Wonder Woman 84. My thoughts were amazing 80s fashion. I love <laughs> it. Those shoulder pads so wide. So <laughs> wide. Uh, I liked um, uh, Barbara uh, Minerva, I think is how you say Cheetah's real name. Um, she's got the she, uh, uh, Kristen Wiggs character. Uh, she's got like the the was it leopard print some kind of yeah, like uh, yeah all the yeah it was either <laughs> on her skirt or, print <laughs> yeah so i really i liked her look a lot um yeah, I, 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 I enjoyed that now the cheetah special effects though i hope are still being worked on 
is me too. <laughs> like, how do you have such great special effects that like you see Wonder Woman like riding the lightning with her lasso, but then like cheetah? I don't know what was what in the name of Uncanny Valley was happening <laughs> with the cheetah, the full cheetah. That's I was like, oh no, babe. <laughs> Oh, if you're no. gonna if you're gonna do cheetah, you got to do it right, man. You you have got to nail that cheetah because that your whole movie hinges on the cheetah aspect. It, it looked kind of like um like one of those covers for Animorphs, but like you're halfway through. <laughs> uh, yeah, I I like the idea of having cheetah in the, in the film. Uh, I'm very excited about that. I think Kristen Wiig's gonna crush it. Uh, but the cheetah effects not quite there yet. I don't think. Um, but. Everything else I think I was really excited about. I'm excited about seeing the Amazon uh, competition, the, the games. Oh, yeah. On the mascara. And like the little little Diana. In She's them. So, so cute. She's so cute. I'm so excited. Yeah, I'm so excited about getting back to the mascara and seeing more of that. I'm excited to see her in the uh, in the 80s, which will be fun. I, I, I'm still wondering how we get Chris Pine's character, like how Steve is non-blown up. I'm I'm on board for that. And all of his fashion, I want I want Steve Trevor in a fanny pack. Apparently, that's a thing that I didn't know. <laughs> I think that's going to be it. <laughs> it's going to be fun to see Chris Pine with a fanny pack. But I also I hope they do that in a good way that makes me feel like Diana's whole uh, character journey in the DCEU hasn't been for nothing because her whole yeah. her whole deal is. She starts off, she she becomes Wonder Woman, then, then she has a thing with uh, Steve Trevor. She goes away, she gets silent for 100 years, then she comes back and she becomes Wonder Woman again. And if you just go back and, like, Steve's okay, like, what was the <laughs> whole point of her character arc? I don't understand. So, uh, I don't know. I, I don't know if he's going to be some sort of, like, magical thing that happens. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if he's like the real deal. Um, he seems to be alive and talking to her. Yeah. So I don't know what that's about. Yeah, Are you Maybe he's just a, a dream in a fanny pack. And then like maybe <laughs> in every movie from now on, like she'll just be like talking to herself and they're like, what is she doing? And the, the, you see her side of the, the thing and it's, it's Steve Trevor in a fanny pack. Going, <laughs> Diana, this is what you need to do. <laughs> I would actually be okay with that. That would uh, preserve the story arc for me. Um, <laughs> Uh, what do you think about uh, Maxwell Lord? We're going yeah, to get Maxwell Lord. We we have a, a a comment from Rachel who says Maxwell Lord is also in that movie. <laughs> uh, it's true. It's true. He's not played uh, by uh, Peter. What's his last name? The the actor who played Maxwell. Oh, Lord. why am I? Uh, why am I blanking? He's also in the Twilight movies. Uh, somebody help us out in the comments. Um, um, why am I blanking on uh, like Maxwell Lord? See. <laughs> I'm blanking on Pedro Pascal is in the film. Pedro Pascal, who is uh, the Mandalorian, incredible. he's the Mandalorian. He was in Game of Thrones, and he left that uh, show in a very, um, a very dramatic fashion. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, no, I was, I was really excited. He looks a little different in the movie. I, I think that they, I don't know what they're doing with like his hair. Or <laughs> Yeah, I'm a little worried that he's going to be a, a political anal an, uh, analogous figure. Like he's going to be like a, an insert for Donald Trump. And I'm like, I'm over it. I'm over it. Peter Fascinelli. That's Thank who that you. is. Yes, Thank yes. You. We were so close yet so far away. <laughs> Very think, far away. I think I was about to say like Peter Capadelli, which is like one of the guys who is, I think, which is a, like a butcher of one of the Doctor Who actors. <laughs> 
Capaldi. Yeah. He's I'll actually going to be in the Suicide Squad. Oh, as awesome. the thinker. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Well, he's welcome to, to Wonder Woman as well anytime. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, the um the the most famous thing about Maxwell Lord is that in the comics Wonder Woman uh kills him. So I highly doubt they're going to do that. That's that's dark. They don't they don't have the guts to do it. If they're not going to like release Steppenwolf with spiky armor because he's too scary, they're not going to have Wonder Woman kill Maxwell Lord. It's just not going to happen. Um Anyway, uh, so there's that. But on the whole, I thought the Wonder Woman 1984 trailer was good. Uh, Cheetah uh, critiques aside. It made me very, uh, very hyped again to see uh, to see that movie. Now, when is that supposed to come out? Is it uh, and by come out, I'm putting air quotes around everything. <laughs> Uh, I have no idea. I think they keep trying to push it back and push it back to try to get it into the theaters. Yeah, they're like, in theaters. And I'm like, what's a theater? (laughs) Uh, An X-Men movie did come out, I think. Uh, The New Mutants. What? uh, I think is supposed to come out at theaters at the end of August. Really? Yeah. There, I saw. I was a at the gym. Choice. <laughs> yeah. Well, they're they're going to be the only ones. Yeah, for real. So they they are going to literally dominate the box office. <laughs> they're going to have the biggest box office in five months. Uh, <laughs> so so hey, you know, take a chance. Uh, so Listen, just hop over that bar. <laughs> so I don't know if they're going to try to keep pushing it back to see if they can release it in theaters, but I, I don't know. They need that sweet, sweet, you know, $20 ticket. Uh, (laughs) They should just do what Disney Plus is doing. It's like, do you want to see Milan? Give us $30. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. (laughs) I don't know that I want to see Milan that much. Uh, You might want to price Milan a little bit more reasonably, Disney. (laughs) I want to see it, but that's a lot. (laughs) Would you see Wonder Woman for 30 bucks? That's a good question. Maybe. <laughs> I mean, I mean, I think, I think I've, I've said this, but Chris Pine is in that fanny pack. And <laughs> it's worth $30. It's worth $30. It's worth every penny. Uh, let's see. Uh, so we'll take a, a real quick uh, question here. Donna says, do you think by moving the DCCW, that's a lot of letters, DCCW TV stuff to mid-September and most of cast will be back in quarantine in Vancouver for filming that they will add a full Supergirl panel with the cast possible uh they might they might shift things around and change some of the content um i don't know we haven't heard anything as of yet uh which is two weeks away uh so i guess they'll have to uh figure that out Uh, i think they'll be in vancouver but it sounds like uh from what jesse rath said in one of the panels uh, i think at wizard world they're not going to start shooting until the end of september so they might be in vancouver kind of getting ready. Um, I guess they have to do a little bit of quarantine before they go and start shooting and isolate themselves once they get to Vancouver. But uh, yeah, I don't know though. I think they, they heard the cries of the Supergirl fans. I think uh, <laughs> so. when, they, when they originally announced it and everybody was like, don't you have a show called Supergirl? <laughs> do, do you know that? <laughs> So they may try to make it up to us. I don't know. I I still thought a lot of the behind the scenes stuff with the costuming. And I think there was something on the special effects and on Krypton. I was like, I'm fine with that. Uh, I've seen panels of celebrities talk all summer. I want to see like 
cool stuff. I'm sorry. Yeah. I know that sounds bad. I, I think I think celebrity panels is cool stuff, but I want some other stuff. I want a variety. <laughs> well, it's also like they haven't started doing anything. So it's that you're going to be in that situation where it's like, tell us what's next. And they're like, we can't tell you. We don't know. And then it'll just be like a lot of that for an hour. That's when I you ask those. That's when you ask them boardroom or ballroom questions. That's when you break out your boardroom or ballroom questions. Kills every time. Kills every time. Uh, yeah. So they probably won't be able to tell us anything because they probably won't know anything. Um, I think they might have like little bits of like character arcs, but sometimes I think they, they tell the actors things are going to be happening for their characters. And then they get into the season and they're like, what happened to my arc? Wasn't I supposed to be doing something? They're like, you're going to have, listen, Kyler, you're going to have the best arc ever. This <laughs> She's like, this season? And they're like, yes, this season. <laughs> and the season's going along. She's like, <laughs> got me again. But I got a blue streak in my hair. I so. got a blue streak. And I've got all this blue eyeshadow. So who who really won? <laughs> <laughs> Let's see. Uh, oh, uh, Leslie <laughs> says, some fans wanted the showrunner and producers to explain season five. That's a great question. Really just take it to the source. Be like, explain yourselves. <laughs> Excuse me. Could you just tell us what season five, what was that? Uh, <laughs> I would have a lot of really specific questions about um, Ramakan and Pencilter. <laughs> I'd be like, excuse me, all of my questions are Ramakan related. <laughs> season, season five, I have one question. Why? 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 Excuse me. Um, my question is, how dare you? <laughs> <laughs> no follow-ups you just no. <laughs> oh man that would be so good if we could submit fan questions to the showrunners <laughs> that would uh that would be uh it would it would be That's on probably, fire probably literally. Like, not taking questions <laughs> no fan questions for us please thank you <laughs> curated questions only please <laughs> Um, yeah, so that would be really fun. Apparently, um, also Galaxy Con is having a Supergirl panel on September 22nd. So if you're into that, um, uh, Abby does have a question regarding season five. Uh, in regards to season five in 2020, what's worse, Leviathan or TikTok? I have you seen the TikTok where the guy does, um, that, uh, <sighs> oh, song, but with the, with the different cabinets, Oh, I have seen that one. Yes. It's so good. I mean, obviously, TikTok is is way better than Leviathan. <laughs> I also saw one where this guy, like, switched out hats and, like, his shirts and stuff while he was just sitting down. And I was like, oh, how did he do that? So TikTok is magic. <laughs> it, it may be uh, owned and operated by, like, a communist government that does a lot of terrible things. But some of the videos are pretty good. <laughs> They might be hacking into your phone right now, but I saw one where they did the <laughs> Harry Potter theme music with their dryer and their washer. <gasps> Guys, sorry, it's, Le worth, it's worth it. <laughs> sorry, Leviathan, I you can't you can't uh, compete with that, Leviathan. <laughs> it's true. Uh, yeah. Uh, let's see. Yeah. So that is um kind of a look uh we sort of uh trailed off into tiktok territory but to get back to dc fandom uh those are some of the positives a lot of you know fan centric um 
on time panels with uh, good content. So uh, that was all good. So uh, Morgan, if you'll indul indulge me, I do have some critiques of DC oh, yeah. fandom. Uh, they're I not. Love, I love critiques. <laughs> <laughs> they're not. They're not big critiques, but I think they're very important. And so I'm very curious to get your feedback on it as well. Once Pastor Re Rebecca explains herself, to see if you also would have these same critiques. I'm, I'm very uh, curious about uh, what you think about it. Um, so one of the things that they did promote early on is. Create your schedule. Get in dcfandom.com and create your schedule. So I did. I created a schedule. I was I was ready to go. I was very excited. And uh, I'll, I'll let Pastor Rebecca uh, explain what the problem was about the schedule. One of the things I immediately realized about DC Fandom that I did not like as a fan is that there is no link inside the hall of heroes, uh, the main page for DC fandom that shows you your schedule. There's nothing you can't go in. Uh, let's see. I'll find the, the main page here where all the live stuff is happening. You can see the, uh, Twitter, uh, the, the tweets, the live tweets that are happening, but there's no main menu. There's a menu for, uh, selecting your language, but there is nothing, and there's a there's a button for the store. You, there's a really nice uh, link to the, the merchandise that you can buy. Uh, but there's no accessible link to your schedule. There's nothing down here. There's the shop. Of course, I mean, they got they got lots of links to the shop. You're not you're not going to miss how to find the shop. Uh, but and of course, there's these legal things that they have down here. But that's it. They don't as a fan. As a fan, I like to, when I go to a conventions, I'm constantly like on my phone in the app looking for my schedule. What am I going to do next? What am I going to do next? What's happening now? And that's just maybe something that I have gotten used to at conventions, at Dragon Con, at Atlanta Comic Con, whatever it is. I'm going to that schedule a lot. So the idea that they pushed a couple of days beforehand, create your schedule, create your schedule, and then they have no schedule link inside the Hall of Heroes, that is mind-blowing to me. That they don't even have, they could put a little uh, URL at the bottom here with the, uh, you know, if they didn't want to make it super prominent like the shop, uh, they could at least put something down here like, uh, you know, uh, create a schedule or find what's happening next. They should have, that's just basic to me to have a schedule there T to me that is wow that is ridiculous so morgan uh now that you've heard uh past rebecca uh deliver her grievances what what <laughs> do you think about uh the idea that you can't access your schedule with inside dc fandom yeah that's that's part of the thing the the part that like seemed really confusing to me is like the scheduling and like how you got from like one area of the fandom to another area of the fandom and like I don't know like why wouldn't you have an easily accessible schedule so you could remember what you wanted to see like that's huge like I'm thinking about you know they they have all all the big conventions have like apps and stuff where you can like you can browse the schedule and figure out what you want to do and like I you know every year at the comic-con i have like a multi-page spreadsheet with my whole <laughs> schedule on it it's like you know there's a little thing on it that's like please just eat the protein bar that you packed because you're not getting lunch today but like <laughs> <laughs> if they're if they really want to mimic the uh, convention uh 
experience that they should make scheduling a, a much bigger part of it, you know, and also not eating and then getting like a <laughs> Auntie Anne's pretzel and that's your dinner. <laughs> that's the convention experience, really. It is. Yeah. Um, you yeah. send everybody an Auntie Anne's <laughs> pretzel and they're like, here's dinner. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it uh, they made it very difficult for me. And I was very frustrated. The only way I could access my schedule is I just happened to still have it in my browser history. <laughs> I like dug back into my browser history to find the stupid schedule that I created a couple of days before. So if I hadn't had that link, I'd be like, well, I guess I'm sitting here for 12 hours because I don't know what's next. I don't know how to find what's happening now. Uh, <laughs> so that was the problem. Cause like once I got the schedule, I was like, oh, I can go back and watch the Titans thing tomorrow. Yeah. I'll just, I'll just come back for that. No schedule. Mind blowing. Uh, it made yeah, it very, I mean, very since, difficult. Since they like condensed it because the, the original conception of this fandom thing seemed very confusing and kind of actually like a convention where you're like, <laughs> where am I? I don't, what's hall H? You know, <laughs> how do I get in there? Why does it smell like that in here? But, um, but like when they condensed it to one stream, like why not just have like what's next somewhere yeah. available? <laughs> Yeah, uh, it looks like uh, Nabiba, Nabia says, uh, I just kept my schedule open on a tab aside from the beginning. Yeah, once I found the URL, I had it and I was ready to go. But like, what if you didn't have that? And you you had you had not browsed before and created your schedule and you had no link. Uh, that was a problem. Uh, Donna says she printed out her schedule. So you could have done that. I didn't want to print anything out because FYI, my printer uh, won't print for some reason. I don't know why. It's a hundred years old. And that's probably why. Um, <laughs> but, but and and you could add it to um, Mark says uh, mentions Google Calendar. You could you could add it. But when I started adding adding things, I had like a hundred thousand things in my Google Calendar. I was like, I'm not doing this. I'm just going to rely on the URL. I cannot handle all this stuff in in my Google Calendar. So um, Leslie said the fandom on Twitter was still touting panels for August, which had been moved to September. Oh, that is rough. They probably scheduled things. And uh, that that breaks my heart as a social media manager. Same. Like, same. Oh, it's so easy to do. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's probably what happens. They scheduled it ahead of time and they forgot that they had done it. Uh, yeah. So the schedule thing was ridiculous. I hope they change that because especially with next time where there's so much stuff happening, I really, I think they need to, uh, make sure that that, um, uh, gets fixed, uh, just cause I was very, uh, confused about that whole situation. It took, it seriously took me about 30 minutes. I was like, what is this? Like, once I got in there, I was like, what, what, what is happening? I don't understand what's going on. Um, so that was my beef about the schedule. Uh, the sweepstakes, very similar uh, to the schedule issues. Um, so I guess uh, we can kick it to uh, Pastor Rebecca and then we can come back and talk about the sweepstakes as well. Because this this was the sweepstakes where you could get put into a drawing to win a, a Lego uh, minifigure Supergirl with the bangs and the pants. And I really wanted to try to win that. So oh, yeah. I was, I was really dedicated to figuring out the sweepstakes thing. Uh, so I'll let Pastor Rebecca uh, get in there and, and tell you what happened. So they're going to have, apparently from what I understand, they're having drawings every 30 minutes uh, to win uh, prizes. There's a grand prize bundle and there's also a Lego Supergirl minifigure, which I wanted to try to enter and get, um, but they have no link to that. On the main, this is the main page and there's nothing there. There's, if I didn't know, uh, if I had not seen that news article 
from The Hollywood Reporter about the Lego minifigure, I would have no idea. If I was just hopping into DC fandom today, I would have no idea there was a drawing that was happening uh, to win prizes. So they really need, I mean, if I, I, I think this is really cool. DC fandom is awesome. I'm really excited about all the stuff that's happening today. But that needs to be corrected if they do this again. There needs to be as much information for fans as possible uh, because it just, to me, it. I had to dig around. I had to dig around and find that schedule URL. I had to dig around and find the uh, giveaway sweepstakes page because one of the news articles that I read initially had the wrong URL in it. So I, <laughs> I had to go and find this because uh, I think yesterday the TH article, because I remember reading the TH article, THR article, uh, TH article. Uh, when I read it yesterday, it when I clicked on the link, it didn't work. And I thought, oh, well, maybe it's not going to go live until DC Fandom August 22nd. But apparently that was just the wrong URL. It just was straight up wrong. So they corrected it, I guess, in the THR, <laughs> THR article today uh, because it did have the right uh, correct URL. So I'm going to try to enter. I had to work pretty hard. I had to spend some time uh, finding those links. And that is just something that should be automatically on the main page for fans. Because uh, that... <sighs> I can't get over it. That's one of those things that should just be an easy URL uh, link that you should you should just be able to click on. And in addition to that, when you did submit your information into the sweepstakes, which I tried to do as much as I could every 30 minutes, because I'm oh, I want that Lego pants bang supergirl. Um, <laughs> it wouldn't give you a notification like. Thank you for entering. Uh, you know, your submission was submitted. So I was like, I guess I submitted it. I guess I entered. I don't know. Uh, so I, you always need a thank you page. So you know, it went through this, like having a web page 101. Yeah, I just I was like, I, maybe I entered. Maybe I didn't. I don't know. Uh, so uh, what are your thoughts on that? Do you think there should be something in that main area where it says, hey, we've got a, we've got a drawing or sweepstakes or, or maybe like a commercial within the, the live stream? Yeah, there should be something. It should be, I don't even think a commercial in the live stream because then you have to like remember a URL that you have to then like type in. Like that doesn't, it should be, everything should be easily linked. You should, there should be something that says like sweepstakes, like enter sweepstakes or something so that you can easily get over to the sweepstakes. Like wh why are you hiding it? Yeah, it, um, it was frustrating for me it could, just because I, I, I thought that that would be something that should be easy uh, for us. If you're going to make this about the fans, don't make us work for this. Make this very easy for us. Uh, Abby says, I had trouble entering too. It was very sensitive. Like the state name had to be abbreviated. Oh. That's intense. Like how, how do you know that like, oh, you can't type in New Jersey. It has to be NJ. So I guess it told you if there was an error. I guess so. <laughs> well, then I guess mine went through because I didn't get any um, any errors. Yes, you did it correctly. You'll know uh, when that that when that bangs pants Supergirl shows up at your door. She's she's not going to show up. I don't think I'm going to win anything. But uh, <laughs> but uh, keep your eyes on eBay. Uh, I'm sure that will show up somewhere there. Uh, Leslie says she not, never found the link to the Lego Supergirl sweepstakes. Yeah, like you would know if you didn't know that was in that TH article. Uh, T I did it again. THR <laughs> article, you wouldn't have known. 
because it wasn't the information wasn't made available. And I don't know if they tweeted it out from uh, the main Twitter account. Uh, let's see. Mark says something about the uh, URL for the sweepstakes was case sensitive. Um, yeah. <laughs> so it sounds like a lot of Abby's problems. Do. That's crazy. Uh, when are the ch- winners chosen for that? That's a good question. I'm sure it's in all the legalese that was in the drawing sweepstakes <laughs> uh, <laughs> rules that I didn't uh, admittedly pay a lot of attention to. So I just assume that if I win, they'll notify me and uh, let me know. Uh, let's see. Uh, Mark says there was a thank you page on submission, but there was so much else on the page that you had to look closely. And then I would reload the page to get the form back to reenter. Wow, I did not see anything that said thank you. <laughs> I don't think my submissions, I have a s- sneaking suspicion my my submissions didn't go through. Um, so if y'all see a, a Lego minifigure of uh, Melissa Benoist with the, the bangs and the pants, let me know if it's on eBay. I will uh, check that out. <laughs> uh, so yeah, the sweepstakes, like the schedule, uh, my biggest gripes, um, just because they did not... Uh, let people know where to find that stuff. Uh, I thought that should have been um, really simple uh, for them to just put a link in there. Um, so I guess the only thing that we have left to talk about uh, for DC fandom, uh, unless people in the chat have other things they want to talk about, uh, was there anything Supergirl related? So uh, we did talk about uh, the uh, Melissa Benoit Supergirl Lego minifigure. Um, so there was that, uh, most everything related to the CW Supergirl, like we talked about was moved to September 12th. Uh, but I did not realize that until I hopped into DC <laughs> fandom the day of, uh, so all of my recordings had a, a really nice, you know, Supergirl background, uh, and there was no Supergirl stuff. Um, <laughs> but, uh, there was something tangentially related to Supergirl in the form of the Multiverse 101 panel with Greg Berlanti, Jim Lee, and Walter Hamada, who, if you don't know, he's kind of the the big executive who oversees uh, DC Comics on film. Uh, What I took away from that panel, kind of two big highlights were that uh, Greg Berlanti addressed how the CW has used the multiverse and how it still plays into uh, this world post-crisis, post-Amade. So he sort of made it makes sense for me because I guess I still had some questions uh, because I guess the multiverse as it had had existed prior to uh, pre-crisis now everything there is in Earth Prime but there's Earth Prime is part of a bigger multiverse Uh, it's still a little confusing uh, but Greg Berlanti uh, put it in such a way that it it made some sense Um, and the only other thing that they kind of talked about that I thought was uh, related to the Arrowverse was that uh, all of those panelists, uh, Greg Berlanti, Jim Lee, and Walter Hamada, talked about uh, the very last-minute decision to incorporate Ezra Miller into Crisis on Infinite Earths and how those kinds of cameos could be possible again. So there was some talk about the idea that it is possible now that we could uh, cross over like that with the films and the TV shows again. Uh, so they have not closed the door on that. So um, so Ezra Miller sort of uh, opened the floodgates uh, of the multiverse uh, with that cameo. So I think it's um, still possible. So who knows what that means for the future, but uh, the multiverse uh, one-on-one panel I thought was pretty good. 
it was it was funny that they said that um, some of the actors who were in the the crisis was were texting him after that Ezra <laughs> Miller cameo going I didn't know he was going to be it like <laughs> why didn't you tell me was it a secret and he was like no we like shot it yesterday <laughs> yeah it was it sounded way uh, last minute like I think they were putting the finish finishing touches on crisis and they just kind of had this idea and they got uh, Ezra Miller the suit and kind of went in there and it sounded like Mark Guggenheim wrote the scene, I think, uh, which surprises me. I, I think Ezra Miller and uh, Grant Gustin really made that come to life because I don't really think Mark Guggenheim's like, oh, I'm that great of a writer myself. Um, but uh, but they made it work. They made it a good scene, uh, but it was pretty last minute. Um, so I, I'm glad to hear, though, that the, the multiverse uh, with TV and film is still uh, much in play because that didn't used to be the case. Um, if, if you say, uh, if, if say you had a, uh, a Superman, a Clark Kent on Smallville, it was, it was, it was really touchy about putting a Superman on the big screen. Like you, oh, had, yeah. to re- you had to really keep it separate. I remember from those Smallville days, because I remember that they wanted to sneak in Batman yeah. in, into Smallville. And so they made Ian Summerholder play a character called something. It was like Adam Adam Knight or something. It was like it was basically like Adam Batman Man. And it was <laughs> <laughs> and then at the end, they like the the studio was basically like, no, you cannot have Batman. We have told you this. And they're like, I don't care about Ian Summerholder's Bat Batman Man Man. You have to. <laughs> He's not Batman. And they were like, oh, man. And so then they just like, like unceremoniously killed him off. Spoiler alert for Smallville. But it was like one of those things where like they would try to sneak stuff in. And then that like DC would be like, no, you no, no, (laughs) (laughs) not Batman. (laughs) Yeah. So they they used to be a lot more standoffish about this kind of stuff. Um, I want to say there was some Batgirl stuff that I I think uh, maybe they wanted to I don't know. There's always been some weird stuff with Batgirl that like they couldn't use Barbara Gordon for stuff, and I, yeah, I just yeah. um, uh, so, so I just um, I'm glad to see that they've kind of gotten over themselves a little bit and kind of really embraced the multiverse of it all. Yeah, that that's really nice. Like the the nice thing about being able to have like a TV ver- like universe and like a movie universe is like you don't have to have everything interconnect. So you know so so tightly where you have to like have 12 people in a room from five different properties and be like, Hey, can I do this one thing in my story? (laughs) So, I mean, the multiverse kind of allows for some of these shows and some of the movies to do whatever they want to do. The only problem with it, and it's sort of related to Mark's, uh, a comment here. Um, Andy, uh, take a, take a guess at that last name, Morgan. Uh, Muschietti. Muschietti, I would think. Okay, so Mark says, I think Andy Muschietti, who is the director of the Flash movie, whatever that's going to be, pretty much confirmed that the scene in Crisis on Infinite Earths is canon and will be how Ezra's Flash gets the name. Because in uh, Crisis, he uh, he hears Grant Gustin call himself the Flash, and he's like, the the Flash. Uh, so that some part of me thinks that's kind of cool that he would get it from another Barry, but at the same time, I'm like, well, what if the director of the Flash movie wanted to be the one who did that instead of Mark's, Mark Guggenheim? <laughs> uh, so that, I think, is unfortunate that, you know, uh, if if that gets t- taken away from storytellers. Um, but other than that, it's cool. Uh, but I, I think they should let storytellers be able to do what they want with it. 
Yeah, I think uh, that the, the nice thing I like about the multiverse is that it kind of it keeps them all together, but it separates them enough so that like things can be there. Like the movie can be its own thing and the show a show can be its own thing without having to be like, hold on, where are we in our, you know, our huge timeline of things? Because it can get like super like crazy and a little too interconnected, I think. It, the multiverse helps it, you know, they're all together, but they're also, you know, in different universes. So it helps that. And I think it, it for me, it makes everything um, valid. You know, you can have Ben Affleck's Batman exist and Michael Keaton's Batman exists and they're both awesome. You know, exactly. you, I, I think that's it's just I, a multiverse. Yeah. Robert, so I, Robert Pattinson's Batman can exist right alongside all the other ones. <laughs> can he, though, if he's eating, in, eating if he's mac and cheese <laughs> and <laughs> creating his own snacks in his hotel room? He's like, I'm vengeance with my mac and cheese, with my my crafts mac and cheese. Uh, yeah. So, uh, so, but they're all valid because all the multiverse uh, allows for for all interpretations. Uh, Donna mentions that they also said there will be more DC and movie crossover characters like Ezra Miller and the Flash. Uh, and everyone wants Wonder Woman to come to National City and visit Supergirl. That's a good question, Morgan. So, if you could take anybody from the films, I guess any any film, any DC okay. film, who would you want to bring onto Supergirl? Oh, that is such a good question. I feel like it's. It's probably Wonder Woman, but I also think that like unleashing Harley Quinn into the Supergirl universe would be really fun. Like I just can't imagine what she would like. She would just get into that universe and break everything. <laughs> she would. She definitely would. I don't know that the I I think Alex would have a real problem with Harley Quinn. <laughs> Alex Alex would not be a fan of Harley Quinn and Harley would be like, "Look at I have blue eyeshadow too." <laughs> we look at the blue streak in my hair. We are the same. And and maybe that would maybe that would make Alex like recon reconsider some of her sartorial choices. <laughs> we are the same. <laughs> Oh, now you changed my answer. Now, now I want Harley Quinn. That's what I want. Uh, my answer was originally because my first instinct was Henry Cavill Superman. That Ooh. my my perfect Superman Supergirl relationship and dynamic is the Henry Cavill Superman mixed with the Melissa Benoit Supergirl. I think that would be an actual really good uh, dynamic uh, in, in the comics. You know, have that m more mature. Uh, Superman mixed in with uh, Melissa Benoist. Oh, that would be my dream. I'll also take uh, Amy Adams, Lois Lane. I will also, I will also take that. Uh, that's, that's a great one. That's a great, uh, you can't go wrong with either Henry Cavill or Amy Adams, two very beautiful people. <laughs> I I would take it. If we're, if we're doing multiverse stuff, those, those are high on my list. <laughs> uh, uh, also Helen Slater is Supergirl. I know uh, there was some uh, hope for that maybe in crisis, but Maybe it could still happen. I don't know. Uh, but yeah, that would be really cool. All right. So I know we're kind of uh, getting long on time. <laughs> so uh, let's see. Hang on a second. Oh, Rachel says, uh, didn't Henry Cavill work with the guy who played Amade? Maybe. I don't know. Yeah, yes, he did. Yes, he did. And I've told Rebecca this because I was watching oh, The Witcher. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. The Witcher. <gasps> oh, and yes. And I was like, it was haunting me. One of the characters was so familiar. And I was like, I don't understand. I don't understand. Where do I know this guy from? I was turning to Mike and I was like, where do I know him from? And so he, Mike was like, okay, fine. I'll look him up on IMDb. And he scrolls and he goes, 
uh, he was in Supergirl. And I was like, no, he wasn't. I remember people who were in Supergirl. I podcast about it. And he was like, he was a character called Amadei. And I started laughing so hard we had to pause. <laughs> I was like, it's Amadei. <laughs> That's so Amadei. <laughs> good, good call. Yeah. So maybe oh, a Henry Cavill super Superman appearance with oh. Amadei. I'm going to start calling it like the Amadei extended universe. <laughs> <laughs> That's um, a, we just sneak Amadei into everything. Every he's just in the background, like the uh, like the old Stan Lee cameos in the Marvel movies. It's but in DC, it's just Amadei. <laughs> Nobody's gonna know who it is, but like the 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 small contingent of Supergirl radio listeners. Like, That's Amadei. Oh That's my god, Amadei. it's Amadei. <laughs> I mean, he was everywhere. I remember he was like photographed at all the parties. He was beloved. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, no, that would be really funny. Yeah, good call. Uh, so let's take a couple of emails before we go, because uh, we've had some uh, listeners send us some feedback about uh, some things. So uh, we have an email from sh uh, from Sam who writes, quote, it's been brought to my attention that we've never seen where Brainy lives. <laughs> and I know that your podcast has a running joke about National City real estate. I'd love to hear what your theories are on where Brainy lives. Uh, loving the hiatus content and wish you both continued safety and rest during this crazy time, unquote. Well, thank you very much for that, Sam. Uh, we appreciate huh. that you enjoy Supergirl Radio and uh, that... Uh, uh, that you stay safe and uh, get lots of rest. Okay, so the question mm. is, where does Brainy live? It's a good question. So I think initially um, he had just kind of moved into Nia's place, but but without her realizing it. Like, that's why he was always around. She was, like, starting to feel like he was clingy because, like, she would think that he left or she'd, like, leave for the day and he would just come back and, like, use her shower and stuff. And I think it's probably why her roommate was so cranky about the whole situation. She was like, girl, he's living here. And he's like, it just feels that way because he's over a lot and we, like, really like each other. And she's like, no, I'm trying to tell you he's living here. And she's like, girl, come on. But really, he's, like, behind the couch. <laughs> and then I think once they broke up, he was in some real trouble because now his house is gone. Um, so I think probably he he moved into the DEO because I don't think that like a lot of people hang out there like they do at Catco. Well, they don't anymore. It's been destroyed. <laughs> so now I think he's homeless again is the problem. <laughs> I think he was living, I think he had embraced the lifestyle lived by so many of his friends in that he was doing that under desk living. <laughs> and, and there's like a lot of really big desks. So I think that he like really built himself like an under desk condo situation with maybe some rooms and like maybe he just like sometimes he would just wander into one of the those weird windowless cells that they kept people in. He was like, this is a change of pace, but now he has no home. I mean, he's got a lot of problems. He's actively dying right now, but mm -hmm, his second problem is that he's homeless. I think. <laughs> well, uh, yeah. So uh, Rachel says, uh, Jesse says he sleeps in his desk chair <laughs> at the DEO. So that is oh. also a possibility. So not too far off. <laughs> but I also like your speculation that uh, the roommate notices that he's around a lot. That makes a lot of sense about the, the dynamic between. Nia's like, I don't I don't understand why, but I feel so, like you're being so clinky right now. And he's like, well, I don't know what you mean. She's like, you're just it just feels like you're always around. And he's like, I don't know what you mean. And then he crawls out underneath of her bed like when she's not looking. <laughs> uh, New Rachel also says uh, he'll probably move into the tower. Uh, yeah, that's possible is 
Remind me, is the tower just like a building that they have, or is it? Is it John's apartment? Because John it's has a thing, John's apartment, right? John has a thing with like books, right? But doesn't like, he have like a like a diagon alley thing? <laughs> yeah, that's what I feel like he does have. He's like, the, you know, the wand chooses you or whatever. But <laughs> maybe it's like it's like the 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 bedroom you're going to sleep in chooses you, Brainy. Where do you want to be? And like, <laughs> it's like the room of requirement. And you just open it. It's a bedroom. Sweet. <laughs> I've never had one of these. Um. But no, yeah, I thought that that was like where Jean lived. But then they also had that like that area with the table for all the the superheroes. So is that in the same area? The the table of the superheroes. Are you talking about like the the Hall of Justice and the yes, crisis? Yeah, that one. Yeah, that's, is that is that a different location? It's a different location. Yeah, I oh, think yeah, that's that in place Star Labs. Nice. <laughs> no, it's it's. I think it's like part of Star Labs. Yeah, I don't think um, you want to sleep under that desk. <laughs> Yeah, uh, Abby says, I thought the tower was an extension from his office book shelf. <laughs> yeah, I think you go yeah. through the Diagon Alley uh, bricks and you get into the, the tower. I think yeah, that's, that's how what I think, too. <laughs> uh, yeah, so uh, still lots of questions about where Brainy lives. Uh, maybe maybe we'll see at some point uh, if he survives into season six. That's true. Uh, yeah, so I think we have another question uh, related to this, Morgan. Oh, okay. So we have a question from Ashley who writes, I was listening to some of your older episodes and had a theory on James's living situation, a.k.a. his desk. Uh, what if James's desk was a door to his underground place slash apartment? Sort of like how Andrea Rojas has stairs leading to the Obsidian North from Catco. On a different note, I was just listening to the Supergirl Sorting Hat episode. Uh, heard about the listener that ran a half marathon for her grandmother and her brother to raise money for the Muscular Dystrophy Association. I just wanted to say that it's nice to hear people talking about the MDA from places you would not expect. I thought it was cool because I have um, muscular dystrophy. Anyway, thanks for always providing the fans of Supergirl with things to listen to during the hiatus and during the week when the show is on. Um, I think that that's a really solid theory. Like, I love the idea of like just a magical stairway that leads to like a really swanky like here I thought that he had just tricked out his desk, but maybe he had created like a whole a whole beautiful home that underneath of it that like the stairs led to it. Yeah, I mean, I mean, going back to the Harry Potter well, uh, you know how when you go into the tents, it becomes like this big thing, this big room. So I think if you if you actually experience going under the desk, I think it becomes a bigger location. It's not just the space that we see of the desk. I think there's more down there. Uh, so I like I it. It's like the uh, it's like the TARDIS, Doctor Who TARDIS. Like it's bigger on the inside. Like yeah, he yeah. just goes under the desk, and it's like a whole magical universe under there. It's like Narnia. You walk through the desk. Like, oh my God, Mr. Tumnus! <laughs> I think just like Narnia. We really, we really workshop this desk theory. <laughs> Very that, magical now. That would be such a good season of Supergirl <laughs> if if somebody found the Narnia desk and went inside and like it was a whole journey into. They just have like Narnia. a whole like the Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe episode. <laughs> Where they get stuck in the desk universe. <gasps> the desk universe. Man, what what a good a story arc that would be. <laughs> so good. So good. Um, and also, uh, 
Ashley, uh, uh, thank you for sharing about your your MD. Um, yeah, we did have uh, a listener who did mention uh, the muscular muscular dystrophy As- association. We have also looked at that organization uh, uh, in terms of the DCTV podcast uh, fundraiser. So maybe we'll one uh, one year because uh, we try to change them up every year. Maybe yeah. we'll uh, we'll uh, try to uh, feature that as the charity that we uh, raise money for. So thank you for sharing that and hope you're well and, and doing okay during uh, all of our, uh, this this weird time that we're living in. <laughs> yeah. And, and, and that uh, the MDA is a great organization. So people should look them up and obviously all Every organization right now needs donations and, and time and, and help and volunteering. So, yes, uh, yeah. If you if you can give to to help out anybody during this time, definitely do that. Uh, so we'll we'll take a few more comments and then we'll wrap it up here. Uh, speaking of which, uh, Danny says I just joined <laughs> and I'm not sure what conversation I walked into, but I'm here for it. Uh, Danny, we went on a, a wild ride into. We, we to, went to Desk Narnia and back. <laughs> <laughs> Desk Narnia. Uh, yes. So, uh, get ready for that. You're going to have to go for the full context (laughs) on that conversation. Uh, so let's see. Uh, Donna thinks you should write for TV. I, I, I definitely think Morgan, uh, should be a TV writer. Uh, I would watch whatever show that was. Whatever show I wrote would be, would be so hard to follow. (laughs) (laughs) Like what's happening this week? There's a desk with a magical universe underneath. That's uh that that's what would be fun about it. It's just <laughs> crazy town. I would be into it. I would watch that show. All right, I would podcast about that show. Is what I would do. Nice, yeah. I, I would. I would. I would have many speculations about that. All right. Well, uh, Morgan, is there anything else that you want to cover before we uh, wrap this live stream up? I think that was it, especially since I missed the fandom. Uh, so I've had a lot of opinions about a thing I did not actually uh, show up for, as I always do. Uh, <laughs> uh, well, will you want to, uh, are you looking forward to, or are you, uh, uh, what am I trying to say? Would you, with all of this knowledge of what happened on August 22nd, will you be going into the Hall of Heroes on uh, September 12th? Yes, I think I will. I think I will be going into the Hall of Heroes. I'll be joining. I want to do the karaoke. I want to learn to draw. I want to do every activity aimed at small children. <laughs> Me too. Uh, yes. We're, I'm we're serious gonna about be, it. We're going to be like, we're just going to be cleaning up with those kids. It's <laughs> <laughs> like is elbowing there... them out of the online <laughs> convention. <laughs> Show me how to draw a ladybug. Uh, <laughs> if there is a if there's a trivia contest aimed at small children, I think that's the one that I can win. <laughs> They'll be like, and it says more. The winner is Morgan. How old are Morgan? How old are you? Thirty what? <laughs> Get out of here, Morgan. <laughs> uh, but I'm excited that the uh, that the September one is going to have more of the TV show stuff and and more of the TV content. I think that that'll be pretty cool, and there'll be some some Supergirl stuff. It, it might not be a panel, but it might be stuff about the show. So I think that that those panels will be pretty neat. So I'm excited. Yeah, I think it'll be a lot of fun, and uh, we'll definitely do another live stream to uh, to to reconnect uh, after DC Fandom Part Two, uh, just to do real quick comment reactions uh, from some things mentioned in the chat. Uh, Mark says, "What what do you think about the Black Adam panel and the JSA teaser?" 
Uh, real quick thoughts. Um, I liked that they incorporated Boss Logic, who is a fan who does fan art and uh, does some really great uh, fan art. So they, uh, I think The Rock probably reached out to Boss Logic, like he knew him by name. Uh, so I thought <laughs> I thought that that was cool that The Rock, you know, Dwayne Johnson, uh, that he he knew who Boss Logic was, and that again was fan driven, uh, fan focused. I really liked that a lot. The Rock is a gift. <laughs> he he's gonna be good. He's gonna crush it. Uh, uh, Rachel asks, uh, do you think you'll cover DC superhero girls at some point? At some point we mm-hmm. will, we yeah. will, def- we will definitely talk about the, uh, Supergirl animated, uh, voiceover actress who sounds like she smokes 10 packs a day. I have lots of <laughs> thought about that. I have really? Lots- oh man. That makes me really want to watch it. <laughs> she, she, she did a great job, but I was like, I don't know if she's the voice for this character. <laughs> just uh, now I'm imagining the the voice being, uh, did you, did you watch Kimmy Schmidt? Uh, yes, but I, I miss I miss like the last part of the the last season. Oh yeah, so I'm I'm imagining the voice is like her her neighbor that owns the building. <laughs> oh yes, yes, yes. Well, I mean she she did a good job. I just every time I heard her voice, I was like, I feel like she smokes. I, I, she sounds she sounds like a smoker, and I don't I don't know that that's what I what I see when I look at that version of Supergirl. <laughs> um. Oh, we got lots of questions about what we're going to cover, which might actually segue into the next thing we have to talk about. Uh, yes, at some point we are Supergirls. Supergirl being super has been on our list for a very, very long time. Really, uh, has. we we uh, we have a long time to do some things, but we've got to catch up on things that we haven't been able to cover. So, uh, so we will get there eventually, Mark. One day, Supergirl being super is going to happen, and going to happen. It's a great book. Uh, and I hope maybe we can get Kat Calmia on, uh, to talk yes. about it with us. I, I think, she, idea. I think she would be into that. Um, Ashley says there should be a whole podcast episode about the real estate <laughs> desk in national city. Very possible. I mean, we've got some time. Why not? I, I mean, we, fo- we focused on the wigs. I don't know why we wouldn't talk about real estate. So <laughs> I always, I, whenever I remember that we did an entire podcast episode about wigs, it makes me happy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so yeah, so Supergirl being super and National City Real Estate, they're on the list. <laughs> uh uh, the uh, the one I'm talking about is from the very the the smoking supergirl. <laughs> it sounds probably worse than it really is. I just I had a thing about it. Uh, but the the supergirl that sort of sounded like she smoked was from the original uh, DC superhero girls animation. So the the one where she's got like the cute little dress and the sneakers as the shoes. That's the version I'm talking about. Not the not the one with like the uh, kind of short hair who likes to punch things a lot. Uh, I'm talking about like the clumsy Supergirl. That's that's the one I'm talking about. Uh, so if you want to go and listen to her voice, let me know what you think. Do you think she smokes 10 packs a day? I don't know. Um, and I, I hate to sound that. It just, that's what it sounds like. Anyway, it's a whole thing. I have a whole gripe. Um, uh, one more. We'll take one more. Um, uh, Danny says, I'm still waiting for Morgan's reaction to Supergirl the movie. Um that may that also that may also be something that we will cover here in the next couple of months. Uh, we have a format for it. Uh, we also <laughs> have we also have uh, maybe a Helen Slater uh, message that we can play in regards to this. <laughs> so uh, so look, good. Look forward to that. We'll probably um, we've been talking about it for a long time. We'll, we'll see if we can uh, get it nailed down like we want it. But basically, what I'm pitching is a debate format 
Uh, Morgan will take the con. I will take the pro uh, pro side I, of things. I, I'm, I'm going to purchase a podium for it. I'm going to be like, <laughs> excuse me, my <laughs> note. <laughs> you can have little uh, index cards if you need to. <laughs> exactly. Uh, um, so we'll do a debate format. Uh, I'm hoping to maybe get maybe uh, a former Supergirl Radio uh, co-host to moderate the debate. Uh, and then uh, we will probably, what I think we'll probably do is at the, at the end of the debate, after we've all, if we set our piece, made our arguments, uh, people in the comment section, I think will vote on who won the debate. I like it. I like it. <laughs> so that's how we're going to uh, try to approach uh, Supergirl, the movie. Uh, so bring your arguments. Although I think I think we're just going to focus on our arguments, but you can make them in the comment section as, as we go. Um, so, yeah, so that's 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 kind of where we're headed with that. That may happen in November. That's the plan. So uh, she's going to be watching it in 2020. That's happening. Oh, yeah. Uh, so get <laughs> ready for that. All right. So, Morgan, uh, do you want to tease uh, what we're doing next week? Sure. So while we wait for fi a DC fandom part duh, uh, next week on Tuesday, September 1st at 9 p.m. Eastern, we're going to be chatting with Abby from the Katie McGraw Book Club. Um, I, I know probably a bunch of you follow it, but if you don't, you should. It's a great uh, it's a great Instagram and a Twitter account. And if you ever wonder what Katie McGraw is reading, believe me, they know they have like zoomed into her bookshelf <laughs> and identified it every book. Um, so what we're going to be doing is if you'd like to join us on our book club discussion, because we are going to be reading uh, Going on Being Buddhism and the Way of Change um, by Mark Epstein. So this is a, a book that Lena gives to Kara in season five after uh, Jeremiah's off-screen death. Um, fun fact, we discovered, in fact, I discovered today with some Googling that um, Mark Epstein, the author of this book, is not actually Mark Epstein, the brother of Jeffrey Epstein. So if you're, you were feeling a little bit weird about giving that family money like I was today before I brought it on the Kindle, don't don't feel bad. He's it's just some poor chill Buddhist dude who's got like <laughs> who's got like a doctorate, and he's like, I don't know that guy. <laughs> yeah, from I think what we understand, Jeffrey Epstein did have a brother named Mark. He does have a brother named Mark. They're two. It's just a very unfortunate name for him for <laughs> Mark Epstein, the Buddhist <laughs> doctor. Uh, that he is not Mark Epstein, the brother of Jeffrey Epstein. Uh, that's not a, a like an association you probably want. Um, <laughs> so this is the book that uh, that Lena gave to Kara in season five. So we're going to be reading it and we're going to be discussing it like a like a real book club uh, with uh, with Abby from Katie McGraw Girl Book Club next week. So we're going to be live and wired on Supergirl Radio's Facebook page and on the DC uh, TV podcast YouTube channel. Um, and so <laughs> that's, that's, if you'll remember, that's the book that Lena gave to Cara after, uh, it turns out Miss Tessmacher murdered Jeremiah Danvers. So <laughs> <laughs> may we all get as much out of it as <laughs> Cara did as she probably like opened it, went, eh, and then put it aside. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. So if you want to go and, uh, you know, purchase the book, uh, or listen to the audiobook and, uh, read along with us and come back, uh, next Tuesday, we will be discussing that book and having a real book club. So, if, and if you don't read it, you can still come and, uh, get some spoilers on, on going on being, and, uh, we'll, we'll discuss it and we'll, we'll probably talk about the, 
uh, themes of the book and the content of the book, but we'll probably also make the Supergirl connection as well. I'm very curious about uh, what Abby thinks about why Lena chose that book specifically to give to Cara during that time. Well, it's, it's funny because when I went on to buy the book and I, I did it way too late to actually buy it on Amazon and have it shipped to me, you know, because why wait? why not wait until the last possible moment so I had to buy the Kindle version, which is like a little bit different of a version, but we're not going by page number. So we'll be fine. Uh, <laughs> but uh, when I saw the actual book on Amazon, there's like a couple copies that are like a thousand dollars. And I was like, is, is Lena just trying to flex by giving her the most expensive book she can think about? Yeah, that has to be incorrect. That just like, here's my $900 paperback. <laughs> That has to just be input wrong. The that book cannot... is made of pure gold. <laughs> <laughs> Melt it down and buy yourself something nice. <laughs> yeah, that's insane. I don't know why it's listed as so expensive. I got the hardcover. So uh, the hardcover was, is it, aren't the, aren't the hardcovers more, usually, usually more, more expensive? expensive? Yeah, but this time they're like, the paperback is like, is really the life changing one. <laughs> I don't understand it. Somebody needs to notify Amazon <laughs> and let them know that this book is way too expensive. Um, yeah, so that's a little bizarre. But uh, come back next Tuesday and uh, we'll be discussing that book. And uh, it, it it's a pretty good read. I started reading it last night. Uh, my hard my, my hardback uh, has big font. Oh, so, nice. So I like that because it makes it seem like you're reading a little faster than it's like, you oh probably are. Oh my God, I'm reading so fast. <laughs> <laughs> so I like, I like the, uh, the big font that helps a lot. Uh, so that'll be a lot of fun. So come back and hang out with us next week. Um, all right. So if you would like to contact Supergirl Radio, you can post a comment on our website at supergirlradio.com. You can email us at supergirlradio at gmail.com. And if you would like to leave us a voicemail, you can do that at 678 uh, Oh, I, I think I said that wrong. 678-718-7252, like Supergirl's first appearance. Um, so uh, let's see. We also have, uh, we're also on Google Play, iHeartRadio, Spotify, where we also have a Spotify playlist where we're a literal Supergirl radio uh, that features music featured on and inspired by the show. We're also on Radio Public and Podchaser. Uh, we are also listed on DC's fan page, which you can find at dccomics.com slash dc-fans. And we are available on Apple Podcasts and Stitcher Radio. So if you have some time, we encourage you to give us a rating and write us a review over there. And you can find all of the links that I just mentioned on the right side of the page at supergirlradio.com if uh, that seemed pretty overwhelming <laughs> to you. All right. So, Morgan, since we're live and wired. I'm ready. Uh, and we need to do some DC TV uh, podcast blogs. We sure, we sure do. And listen, I've been prepared. I know you might think, like... Morgan's been on vacation. She's she's <laughs> out of it. She doesn't remember what the podcasts are. And if you've been thinking that, you are correct. I don't remember any of the podcasts. <laughs> so let's do it. <sighs> Supergirl Radio is part of the DC TV Podcast Network. So if you're interested in... The Flash, Black Lightning, Legends of Tomorrow, Batwoman, Titans, Doom Patrol, Stargirl, or... or the upcoming Superman and Lois series. Make sure to follow DC TV podcasts on social media and subscribe to the podcast mega feed. If you want all of those podcasts in one place, is that all? I feel like there's way more. Why there's, would, oh, there's, there's some also, new ones. There's DC some new TV ones. After dark. One of the ones that I, 
that I, I need. Wrote I need to, I need to put that in here about because I couldn't read it. <laughs> I need to uh, add that into our doc. I'm so sorry that I left that yeah. out. <laughs> yeah. you, sh- you should be so uh, upset with me. That but I, I like that I just like like seriously just forgot it and almost <laughs> I was like I feel like I feel like there's a Green Lantern one. It was what I was gonna say. <laughs> we did. We do have a Green Lantern podcast. Some there. Some of those uh, podcasts are are shows that are in the works. Strange Adventures. We have a podcast about that. Uh, I believe there also is a Watchmen one that you can listen to if you're watching the uh, HBO Watchmen. There's there's a lot of pad- podcasts on DC TV podcasts. Uh, so just subscribe to the mega feed. That's the best uh, way to get all of that. Um, and while we're here talking about DC TV podcasts, we should plug the T public store. We haven't done that in a while. <laughs> And uh, we should mention, we've got some cool Supergirl merchandise uh, exclusive to uh, Supergirl Radio, we should add and uh, mention. Uh, you can find all that merch uh, if you go to SupergirlRadio.com. There's a T Public link at the top of the page. Click on that T Public link and you'll be brought to the store where you can find merch like the Ramacon Rama Wine t-shirt we also have a, a mug in this in this form um i'm actually i don't know if you can see it i'm wearing it currently yes <laughs> uh, so uh, so i'm plugging it as we podcast uh but this was designed by the great uh sarah louver at comicer girl uh so uh this was uh it was something we wanted to put out into the world uh, because we thought there was it was there was a, a real uh, a missing part of the market uh, of Ramacon merchandise. Uh, so we made that available to everyone. Uh, we're, we're making the Ramacon uh, merch happen. And I think that that's what everybody's really been clamoring for coming out of season five. They're like, I guess some other stuff happened, but also Ramacon. <laughs> <laughs> and listen, his, his wine, it's earth shatteringly good. So, <laughs> so definitely check that out. Uh, this is, this is something you're not going to find anywhere else except for the DC podcast. <laughs> you sure won't. You sure it's it's weird. We have uh we have cornered the market on Ramacon merch and I feel I feel proud about that. <laughs> yeah, if that is our legacy, I'm okay with that. <laughs> so then so be it. Uh, it's a uh, qu- quick uh quick question from Abby. She asked me, what's the schedule for DC TV after dark? Is it monthly? Abby, you ask a good question. Um, do I have an answer? Maybe not. Uh, we were originally going for a, uh, you know, twice a month schedule, but we're bad at it. So probably monthly is what, uh, is what after dark is going to be. <laughs> Yeah, uh, I'm I'm a huge fan of it. Uh, I think uh, y'all should keep going no matter what that schedule is because it's, <laughs> it's a great listen. So everybody go and subscribe and listen. Uh, let's see. Uh, we also had a question from New Rachel about the plugs contest. So I was waiting until we got word about uh, Green Arrow and the Canaries. Uh, I don't know if that's going to happen ever because... Uh, the CW is going to make a live action Powerpuff Girls uh, show. <laughs> <laughs> Mike just told me about that today. And I said, sounds amazing. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know if Green Arrow and the Canaries is going to be picked up, but I, I was kind of waiting to see if we could, if we needed to include them, but um, I'll wait until the shows start coming back. And if Green Arrow and the Canaries is not happening, maybe we can have a plugs contest uh, the first of 2021. And we'll 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 uh, put the information out there and the criteria for it, 
and uh, then you guys can uh, do the plug so that Morgan uh, doesn't have to anymore. Come on, guys. you got to help me. <laughs> You're my only hope. Um, yeah. Uh, the Powerpuff Girls thing, I'm conflicted. I don't, underst- I don't understand what that's going to be. <laughs> I, I love the Powerpuff Girls. Me too. I love but they're they're tiny versions. they're tiny children. Tiny yeah, children. but but they're gonna be uh grown up uh Powerpuff gonna, Girls. They're gonna be like grown up, extremely hot people on the CW, and and they're gonna hate uh their lives because they don't uh, like that their childhood was wasted fighting crime. Uh, so there's there's that angst. Uh, that sure. Gonna... I mean, what do the people want? They want like like angry powerpuff girls right they want angsty bubbles i mean is is i guess my question is is mojo jojo still going to be like their main adversary the the monkey with the the big brain oh oh i know who mojo jojo is good don't don't act like i don't know who mojo jojo is (laughs) i'm Um, a big fan (laughs) i think you almost have to i feel like that's But but my pitch to the CW is like, if you're going to go back into that well and that old animated uh, Cartoon Network well, where is my Dexter's Laboratory live action TV, <laughs> TV series? That's yeah, what they see, should be making. I feel like a Dexter's Laboratory would maybe translate a little bit better into live action than the Powerpuff Girls. I, I don't mean, know why. <laughs> you you have like a like a really nerdy college student who saves the day with his inventions, has a really annoying sister, and his rival Mandark is always causing trouble on campus. That's and, the and show. The best- the best part of that is that you can bring that into the DC cinematic in, in the DC TV universe and then cross over with Lena Luther. <laughs> <gasps> Lena Luther and Dexter. Yes, yeah. that's, that's the dream. <laughs> Lena brings her her slightly homicidal lab assistant Eve <laughs> into the mix. She's like, this is Eve. It might still be my uh my murder robot hope, but we're pretty sure that uh <laughs> That when the universe is collapsed, uh, hope was no more. <laughs> uh, Dee Dee would uh, definitely join Lena and 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 AI Hope for whatever plans they've got going on. I really, yeah. I see. I'm just I, saying we're pitching a great show here. I see it. People, if, I see people are watching. listening. They're never listening. They're, They're never, never listening. listening is the problem. <laughs> but uh, that would be my pitch if we're going Cartoon Network uh, from from old school animation. Um, anyway, so I don't know how we seg- segue out of uh, animated uh, Cartoon Network. Uh, but I guess we could go into our personal plugs. Uh, if you want to follow me, you can follow me on Instagram at the Derby Kid. Um, I also have a YouTube channel that I mentioned earlier, the Snyder Cut Reaction. Uh, if you go to YouTube.com slash Pride, uh, so you can find some videos there, and uh, hopefully, I'll have some more content coming uh, your way soon. So that's how you can follow me. Awesome! You can find me on uh, Twitter and Instagram at MojoTastic. You can also find me as a co-host on the Legends of Tomorrow podcast and the D- and DC TV After Dark. Uh, and if you want to follow my cats, my cats also have an Instagram. It's the Lab Cats. Which is probably the only Instagram Instagram really uh, worth following. I mean, I'm, I'm not I'm honest. not trying to brag, but they're really cute. They're, they're really really cute. Really cute. Uh, and I think I've mentioned it before, but I'm deathly allergic to cats. Uh, so this is a great way for me to see uh, cats and uh, not have my throat close up. So that's uh, that's a good service that you're providing. I really appreciate it. All right. Well, I think it's going to do it for this episode of Supergirl Radio. But until next time, I'm still Rebecca Johnson. And I'm still Morgan Glennon. And we will see you back inside the DC Fandom on September 12th.